لو كان سلعة تباع لبذلت فيه الأموال العظام أو صعد في السماء لسمت إليه نفوس الكرام بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome all viewers and listeners to yet another podcast of Atibyan where we are dedicated to helping examine with contemporary affairs with knowledge happening in the Muslim communities. Likewise, we discuss topics such as studying in Saudi Arabia, benefiting from some of the most prominent Islamic scholars of today, how to apply to different universities, juggling between marital life and study, self-improvement, education, books, and much more. We try our best to upload another, a new episode every Monday at 9 p.m. Saudi time, 6 p.m. UK time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but as of late, we've been having to change the schedule up. And alhamdulillah, today we're welcomed to have our brother, Abu Saleh Ilyas, Hafidhullah Ta'ala. Welcome, Akhi. Hayakum Allah. How you doing, bro? Honor. Alhamdulillah. How are you liking Riyadh so far? Good, good. Cold. <laughs> Freezing. <laughs> Reminds me of Canada. Mecca's not cold right now? A bit, but not like Riyadh. SubhanAllah. Yeah, not like Riyadh. Yeah, it's been getting really cold as of late. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. So, um, before we jump into some of the things connected <coughs> to, you know, studies in Mecca and things like that, there were a few kind of like relative updates that we want to talk to the community about and give a kind of heads up. Um, especially since we haven't did a podcast in about two weeks now. Mm-hmm. So the first situation, since our last podcast, um, our brother Andrew Tate mm-hmm. has been, uh, I guess you could say, he's not, he's not, he's not arrested. He's mm-hmm. more so like on hold right now because mm-hmm. he's going through his whole trial and things like that. Yeah. But I didn't really want to talk about the logistics of everything connected to that and, you know, all of that. I just want to talk about the Muslim stands when looking at most uh, other Muslims going through situations like this. So. For example... Being in a court case, mm-hmm. going through trials, being accused of things, mm-hmm. um, what should we do in these situations? Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you want to lead off with it? No, no, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, um, obviously, the first thing, Bismillah, what comes to mind is the verse. Mm. No. Allah says that, oh, you who believe. If a fasiq or someone who is uh, a sinner, includes all of the disbelievers, mm-hmm. comes to you with uh, news or information or some kind of khabar, then double check and be sure so that you don't fall into jahala, some sort of ignorance, or you talk by ignorance, or you do something based on ignorance, and then you become uh, regretful of what you've done. So mm-hmm. this applies to everything, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is that we we... Ha- we we have to wait don't jump to conclusions doesn't matter if you already had your preconceived notions against the brother yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. don't fall into that which you'll regret on the on the mm-hmm. day of judgment uh, by you know speaking mm-hmm. without knowledge of course and then you go like the also the aspect of you know talking about it from an assumptions point mm-hmm. right in the same ayah where Allah says yeah mm-hmm. Or you who believe, stay away from far of from assumptions, a lot of assumptions. Mm-hmm. For indeed, some of the assumptions is from, from sinful actions. Yeah. So this is something that I, I really want to talk about from this aspect, because we've seen this happen in the recent years with different fitnas and things like that. Mm-hmm. That you'll see somebody in a court or being accused of something, or whatever the case may be, and then you mm-hmm. see people jumping in and are giving their two cents. Yeah. And this is from speaking without knowledge. Yeah. This is from speaking without knowledge, because you don't have the, the entire surah. No, so. no. Did you have something you want to add to that? I just, uh, what comes to mind also is one of the narrations of, of one of the salaf regarding accusing others of things. I, it, I don't recall now, but inshallah we'll find uh, who made the actual statement. Mm-hmm. But the statement was, uh, be cautious of making an accusation regarding your brother 
that you don't have that you will not have an evidence for mm-hmm. or something like along along those lines mm-hmm. that that you know, you make that accusation of that person but later on you don't have an hujjah so you may regret it yeah, yeah and it's better that you do not say anything mm-hmm. and you won't be held accountable for that if you keep silent about it but once you make the accusation it was something along those lines so that's the, I guess yeah, that's yeah I mean that, that's in line with the, the hadith of the Prophet Sallam that he said uh, the, the, the ard mm-hmm. of the Muslim mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. it's something it's which is protected it's haram Sahih. so we can't go the into us yeah, honor, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. the ard of the, of the Muslim is haram mm-hmm. so you can't go and start talking about a person's honor and his yani, uh, his, his situation without no type of knowledge no matter what the Western news or whatever people might have about the person mm-hmm. or pre con- pre predeceived uh, thoughts on them. And so. Until the person, obviously, after going through court mm-hmm. and preferably, obviously, a, a Muslim court, but nevertheless, you know, mm-hmm. even if even if it's a non-Muslim court, but evidences are presented mm-hmm. that prove that this person is guilty mm-hmm. of X, Y, and Z, without a shadow of a doubt, that, a of a doubt. Mm-hmm. and then that person is convicted. Mm-hmm. Right, and then put in jail. Then, even then, you don't use that against your Muslim brother because we yeah. all make mistakes, of course, right? Of course. Uh, but then, for example, then it, not that you go around and, and you accuse him, or they, they go around and and use it against your Muslim brother what he's done wrong. You mm-hmm. seek Allah's forgiveness mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it wouldn't be uh, obviously what we're talking about now. But people like to jump to conclusions. They like to run after the, the news. And and it's, it's very dangerous because it could be that he walks out tomorrow mm-hmm. completely free. free of guilt, mm-hmm. proven his innocence, but then you have a whole load of sins to answer for on the mm-hmm. day of judgment well, because of your tongue and what you've said and this lie of yours spreading to the corners of the earth. May Allah protect okay. us. Allah, I mean. And with that, I think that's all we really have to talk about on that subject. And I want to move on to the next thing, which was, um, I don't know if sure you guys seen, throughout the week, there was some tweak going on I put it on the screen right now mm-hmm. it's from the uh, the ministry Hajj Wizara and right. it says it talks about the Ilga Shalt yeah, so. cancellation of the uh, immunization of the uh, no. uh, for any type of things and requirements in Hajj so, so you don't need to get shots and things like that mm-hmm. but I don't know is that actually true though because I looked up something else mm-hmm. and it's like on an official website mm-hmm. and it shit that they do still need it not only do they still need the COVID but they actually need Everything as far as uh, for Hajj, yeah, like, like flu come. and things yeah. like that. No, I don't think they ever get rid of those things that were already there pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Those are probably still there. Yeah, I think this relates to COVID immunization because I mean, they got rid of it in general, right? Before, yeah, before Hajj, they get rid of to having to show it, have to show uh-huh. your your immunization, like according to the Haram and uh-huh. things like that. Yeah, but yeah. The, would they still need it in order to get visas or things like that? Allah, well, for Umrah, people have been coming without it now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even me, I came on the tourist visa. I didn't need to. Yeah. Actually, no, I did have to show it. Did you? I had to at the airport, but like Saudi canceled it. So what I knew is they didn't require it because when I came but to Saudi, the they didn't ask me. Yeah, Canadian airport, but they just don't have it updated. That was the issue. I actually missed my almost missed my flight. Really? Because was of that Saudi Airlines? The mix-up. It was uh, Etihad Airlines. Mm. I was stopping in Abu Dhabi, and they asked me, and I said it's canceled. It doesn't, and they didn't have information. They contacted. Um, Alhamdulillah, I got to the airport early enough, but they contacted Abu Dhabi airport, and they said it's fine. Okay. And that's how they let me get on the plane. 
mm-hmm. I ran into the same problem. This is mm-hmm. before all of this, though. It was in uh, Germany, though. Mm-hmm. That was with my family, and we're coming back from the States. Mm-hmm. And yes. it was like the, uh, you need to shot, you know, remember the, you needed to shot like 24 hours yeah. or 48 hours? Yes, the, the, uh, the, the test. The, the test. test. Yeah, the yeah. test showing yeah. they and you're free you're of immunization. Yeah. Problem is, if you're traveling from a far country, yeah, and you, you got you multiple stops, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what are you it's doing? It runs out exactly. while you're on So your what trip. do you do? So yeah. they had to call and double check on that. Alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. times are over. Mm-hmm. However, back to this post mm-hmm. about the uh, ministry of Hajj. Well, I think uh, I'm going to look more into it. But mm-hmm. the reason I wanted to bring it up because it's a conversation to have. Yeah. Um, it would be very nice if it is completely gone. Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody in the comments will even benefit us with an so, article or something yeah. showing it about that. Because truth has to be said, there are <laughs> people that maybe wanted to go Hajj but didn't go. Of course. Yeah. Because of this. A lot of people. Not of wanting people. to take the people, vaccine. Yeah. So it could be a great news for them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, hopefully. And there's another one that's actually for sure. I don't know if you're going to bring it up, but that there's no more limit. The lottery is over for Hajj. Yeah, yeah, that's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so off, now there's no limit. Yeah, no there's limit? No. What do you mean no limit? Meaning, that's the limit. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like no meaning because before you had to apply and you may get it, you may not get it. Well, in which country? Hajj. Any country. Canada, no, for example. No, no, it's not possible. What do you mean? Not possible. There are countries like Algeria, Muslim countries, where well, some, yeah. I mean, it is not possible to give everybody. It's just not that, possible. Mm. Yeah, but that's that was always the case. But I mean, yeah. this one was everyone I worldwide be, during COVID. Yeah, yeah. I think you're talking about the, the lottery specifically. Yeah. Like, like Canada last year, you had, it was lottery. You had to apply through oh. a system. And so you, you mean those it, you countries pre-COVID that didn't have a limit, yeah. don't have a limit yeah. anymore? Because yeah. there are countries, Muslim countries yeah, have a limit I think Indonesia Otherwise, also. you will not be able to do Hajj. I know one Algerian brother told me, and he said that, in his country, if you're anywhere under 20, 30, 40, you don't even dream about Hajj. Yeah, so <laughs> there's a whole generation above you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who hasn't gone. <laughs> who hasn't gone yeah. and not applying for and it. And if you open it for Indonesia, that they're going to be the whole... Yeah, <laughs> everyone's yeah. going <laughs> to... The whole Hajj will be Indonesian. Subhanallah. Yeah. Subhanallah. Yeah. So that's uh, that situation. Um, Akhi, I wanted to talk to you, uh, Muhammad Dwali. I keep getting questions and emails about your lessons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do people find them, bro? Like mm-hmm. everyone, like even in the Telegram group, people are asking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where is Ustad Muhammad Dawali's lessons? Where do I find it? Where do I sign up? And Some, I, t- I yeah. send them like your, your links on Twitter and things like that, but. No, I suppose, I mean, the, 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 the one place where you'll find all updates regarding my lessons and links to, to join is my Telegram channel. Mm-hmm. My Bin Abdulli Telegram channel, the main Telegram channel. Then obviously every course, generally, normally speaking, has its own Telegram channel as well. So that we don't end up spamming everyone on the main channel mm-hmm. regarding things related to each specific course. But I would say your one-stop place for updates is the Bin Abdulli channel, mm-hmm. which is specifically for updates regarding lessons and everything. So if you join that, join that Telegram channel, inshallah, you keep an eye on it. You shouldn't miss anything. Montez, Montez. Allah mm-hmm. Ta'ala increase everyone in hirs. Uh, I mean, how's it going so far, the lessons? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, it's going good. Alhamdulillah, I've got... Um, uh, been doing these study period things and stuff so uh, but I'm going to probably launch something very interesting inshallah before Ramadan so yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. we'll update everyone next yeah, episode you have any lessons going on uh, at the moment no since I've been uh, we'll get into it now uh, soon but gotcha. my last semester I had no time for anything else uh, yeah I think you were doing uh, Wasatiya right or I was doing Wasatiya paused so I, that is actually you know I'm going to start Continue it soon. Okay, Mumtaz. Um, so I, I didn't graduate stuff. actually. I didn't actually uh, congratulate you for graduating. Uh, like <laughs> when <laughs> you walked in. Okay, well, that's exactly what I want to say <laughs> when I, I introduced it. I want to congratulate him for, gra- <laughs> yeah. for graduating. <laughs> <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
yeah because it hasn't yeah it hasn't it was like a, a few months ago now so yeah um and i think everyone knew like where i was and having to leave and come back again yeah yeah, yeah. so it's a long we'll journey. get into inshallah yeah. yeah we'll talk about that yeah yeah, yeah. So let's, literally, jump, let's, yeah, let's jump into that right now. now let's jump into right. right now so tell the viewers and the listeners just a, a little bit of your background like 10 minutes sum it up yeah. tell us about you know your road to the uni mm-hmm. uh growing up in canada <clears> um studying coming here to study things like this no um growing up in canada so i came to i'll say i'll go back to the beginning yeah i uh, left africa two years old um came to the states first actually you were living in somalia uh djibouti okay so i was born in djibouti left two years old mm. uh came to new york first actually mm-hmm. which a lot of people might not know i lived in america before canada <laughs> yeah so we lived in brooklyn we lived in Brooklyn for a little bit, not long, and then Buffalo, New York. You know, Brooklyn does yeah. su- suit you more than Toronto, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I <did you. laughs> abusive, abusive Khalifa said that to me before. Yeah, Brooklyn kind of yeah. suits you, like. Uh, hey, Fabla. Um, so yeah, then we came to uh, Toronto eventually, and I lived my elementary years, like up to middle school, in Toronto, then moved to Ottawa, Canada, for like part of middle school and high school. And then right after I graduated high school, moved back to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I've been living there ever since. Montez. Um Also part of, uh, I've, I've, I'm someone who's traveled a lot. Uh, I studied in Malaysia mm. for one year. MashaAllah. Uh, my grade 10, grade 10 year, I studied in Malaysia. With the family or? Myself. So my mother, it was a group of us. Uh, it was uh, two guys I grew up with, close friends of mine. Their cousin was getting into trouble with the law and things like that. So his mother wanted to send him there. Mm. And then one of the two, so there are three cousins. One I don't know, but two are my close friends. So when one mother was sending that one, she, his the other one of the two, his mother also said, I'm sending you also. Okay. And then we were laughing at him like, where's Malaysia? What's Malaysia? <laughs> <laughs> you going to China? Where is this guy get so How long were you there? Uh, a year. About a year. Okay. So I did grade ten. I uh, sorry, grade eleven. Which for you guys, you would know, it was the Cambridge system. Yeah. It was all all levels at that time. Okay. Yeah. Now it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Right? GCSE is not they call it. Yeah. What so is it? What is it? Secondary education, basically. Oh. Yeah, Secondary so, certificate. So yeah. for us, it would be grade eleven. Okay. Uh, for you, what is it? What's the year before senior? That's grade eleven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah grade eleven. Junior. Junior. Yeah. yeah. Junior, yeah. yeah. Mm. So it was that. Um, so I did that there. Then I came back for my final year. I came back to um, to Canada. But I wasn't practicing even at that time, mm-hmm. so I wasn't um, I wasn't practicing. Didn't really know much about Dean. Um, my household, which is kind of um, not the typical Somali household, Djiboutis are not are known not to be very close to the Dean or connected to the Dean. Mm-hmm. French influence, mm-hmm. colonization, really affected them a lot. Mm-hmm. So I actually grew up not knowing much about the Dean at all. So the first time I really, really learned Dean was in high school when I went to Malaysia. Mm. Even learned how to read the Quran was there as a teenager. Before that, nothing. Which part of Malaysia were you in? Kuala Lumpur. Okay. Kuala Lumpur. I was at an Islamic uh, uh, university, international Islamic school of of Kuala Lumpur. Okay. Of Malaysia, actually. And it's right beside the the famous uh, university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right beside it. I traveled there in 2016, I think, with the family. It was nice, Mm -hmm. mashallah. So it's walking distance. We used to walk for Jum'ah, from our school to the university for Mm Jum'ah. How'd you like living there? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the best places I ever visited. Yeah, yeah. A lot of rain, though. Yes. Like half the year. And it's like storms. It's like... uh, 
it's like tropical, guys, kind of climate. Yeah. So it rains a lot. So you stayed through your 11th grade year, and then after that, you come year. back to Canada. I came back. So th- like in terms of um, Quran and and things like that, I first started when I went to Malaysia. And at that time, I couldn't even read the Quran or anything, and I forced myself. Like mm. I got, it became emotional because little kids are like fulfilled and everything. And I'm like, oh, what was I doing with my life at that at that age? You know, mm. I would uh, sit from Fajr until Isha. I didn't leave the masjid, mm. forcing myself to learn. Um, and then, alhamdulillah, by the time I left, I was able to read. I came back praying, and then right back to the streets. Subhanallah, two weeks. It only, it only took two weeks to leave it all again. Alhamdulillah, after that, Allah guided me a year later, my final year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I went to Umrah. I went to an Islamic school at mm-hmm. that time in Ottawa, Canada, and came for Umrah for the first time. Masha- what year was that? That was 2007. <coughs> Mashallah. And so then, uh, how did you get connected to studying in a... So, yeah, it leads into that. That's when I first heard of anything called Medina University <laughs> and everything. On that trip, we visited the university. And I'm like, you learn Islam, like in a university? I was confused. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that existed. <laughs> 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 you actually learn, like I knew you go to a class in the masjid. I knew that much. Mm-hmm. Or a lecture. Mm-hmm. I knew that even growing up. But I didn't know there's an actual uh, university where you get a degree in an Islamic, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that was my first eye-opener to that. And uh, I w- then after that, I, I really wanted to uh, go into, um, apply to the universities. And you came here what year? I came here 2013. But before that, uh, so that year after I graduated, um, we, that was when I moved back to Toronto. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I actually wanted to go to Damaj. Mm. I wanted to go to Yemen at that yeah, time. Yeah. Um, that was the only thing I heard about, like in terms of, um, you know, studying and your whole life dedicated to studying and everything. Um, but... I had younger siblings. I'm the older, I'm the eldest in my family. Um, and so I asked one of the mashaykh at that time, would it be okay for me to go? He said, not until, um, not until they, they're like firm on their own because now they follow you. You go to lectures, you go to drus, you go to this and that, they follow you. Mm. But if you leave, they, you, you will lose them. Mm. Meaning so back in the community in Canada. Yeah, in Canada. Mm. This is in Canada. Mm-hmm. I was 18 at the time. I wanted to go, I wanted to go at that time. But I, I stayed, I worked, um, worked to help, just helped the family and things like that. Then eventually I prepared my papers mm-hmm. and gave it to a student that was studying in Medina at that time. Um, I oh gave sure. him Medina, and like back, back then there was no online applications, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the old yeah. school yeah, way, yeah, yeah. a lot more simpler, um, especially for Amal Qura. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, like, I made basically the documents are all the same, but the application paper is the only difference of Medina course, yeah, and Amal yeah. Qura. So I gave that brother the documents. SubhanAllah, from the qadr of Allah, he gave my papers to another student who was a graduate of, of, of Medina at that time. He gave him the Umar Qura documents for Medina and the Medina documents Ajee. for, from, like, basically switched them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Medina got my Umar Qura application and Umar Qura got my Medina application. Ajee. But that brother came for Hajj in, I, th- I think it was 2012 or 2011. He came to Mecca. And he met with Sheikh Wasil Abbas. Mm. And he gave my Medina application to Sheikh Wasil Abbas. Okay. And he applied for me, subhanAllah. MashaAllah. Through Sheikh Wasil Abbas. Allah. That's how I got accepted, Allah. subhanAllah. 
I didn't know who he was at that time. Yeah. Later on, when I got accepted and found out who he was, was did you let him know, like, Sheikh, you turned in my paper? I never did. And he taught me in the Jamia. You got We'll get into that. He taught me. So we'll get into that. But now you reminded me. Inshallah, I'll find him now. In Mecca, I'll go visit him. Bin or even right. one of the Duros. Inshallah. And uh, Alhamdulillah. You came the same year, right? Yeah, yeah, roughly, yeah. So I got accepted in 2012. Oh. But um, I found out like th- during that semester, the September semester, 2012. So I didn't come. I came this following semester. Mm. So the 2013, January. January, yeah. yeah. That's when I came. And I arrived. And that's when you came too, right? Yeah, I came in September. September 2012 or 2013? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bad with years. I think it, it can't be 2012 because when my daughter was born. So it has to be 2013. 2013. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2013, yeah. Mom test. No. So, type. So, um, fast forward. You're coming mm. here to study. It's 2013. 2013. Hey, well, so tell us about this. You went straight to the Mahad or? Yeah, so I went to the Mahad. Um, when I came, my level of Arabic wasn't like I couldn't talk. Mm. Like I couldn't speak in Arabic. Um, but because I'm fluent in Somali, alhamdulillah, like word, I knew vocabulary. I had a lot of vocabulary. Mm. But because at that time, like I think the most, you know, all of us, we wanted to stay here as much as possible. I just acted like I didn't know a word. Mm. And I went to the first level, alhamdulillah, the ma'ahad. You're, you're saying that because the Somali language is close to yeah. Arabic. So a lot of words are similar. A lot of vocabulary, especially mm. my dialect of Somali, like Djiboutis. They're very, they live um, with uh, Yemenis. Mm. So a lot of our words, majority <laughs> of our words. Yeah. I can't, I see you over yeah. there cheesing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of our words are. Arabic. I mean, no, I'm like, uh, okay, I, I was fluent. I'm fluent yeah. to Somali. Yeah, it always has Somali, been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I never understood the word of Arabic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, that, like before I came, I mentioned that um, I'm interested in languages. I, lo- I love languages. Yeah. yeah. I spoke four and a half languages. Okay. I forgot Malay, subhanAllah. Okay. Okay. I'll say I can understand it a bit now, but. I, it's gone now. When I was there, I was fluent. Mm, when I was in Malaysia, but so I had like in Somali, um, I know the words, but then when I would hear them in Arabic, I would always make the connection. Mm-hmm. I would and I write it down. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there was a time I had an Arabic institute mm-hmm. that I I wasn't teaching, but I would hire teachers to teach, and I made up that for that like Twitter account at that time. I would write words that are Somali, mm. but Arabic origin, mm-hmm. and every day I would tweet one. So it showed, like at the end of it, hundreds of words that we have in Somali that were ac- they're actually Arabic. In, in, in but the there's, there's so many words, Akhi, where they yeah. switch two letters in the middle. Yeah. Like Mil'aqa becomes a Malqa'at. Yeah, Malqa'at, yeah. <laughs> and Ni'ma becomes like Nim'a. <laughs> Nim'a, yeah. yeah. So they, yeah, got, yeah. they switch up two, so words, okay. two, two so letters within the word. Okay. And a lot of things, like there's like a Qawa'id, like uh, education. Anything education is Arabic. Anything mm. connected to education, Qalam. Uh, Mm. We make it noon instead yeah. of a meme. Mm. Uh, kitab is mm. kitab. Um, jami'ah is jami'at. Mm. Uh, everything. Madrasa is madrasa. Okay. Yeah. Everything. Anything and this is learning. In all the dialects of Somali. Yeah, language. usually. Yeah, okay. all of the things. Okay. Yeah. So we will say duksi, but that's like the Somali term. But madrasa, like you say that, They'll everyone in Somali yeah, will know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I that think that, that for each, for many of the words, mm-hmm. You know, like one or two words, like there's always like yeah, a we have multiple. Yeah, we have multiple. You'll have one that is Arabic, is Arabic. Some people use. Yes. Yeah. So that helped me a lot uh, when I when I got here. So, mm-hmm. but I couldn't like construct a sentence 
like grammatically but you understood but when someone's talking to me i know yeah, what they're telling me i yeah. know what they're telling me. so that was my level when i got there jimmy um and at that time like i wanted to become fluent very strong in uh, fluency in speaking so i asked a student at that time uh, like what's the, what, what do you advise me and he said cut off english speakers <laughs> <laughs> do not mix with english speakers but my problem was i don't only know english i know somali mm-hmm. i know french mm-hmm. And I know English. But when you were going to uh, Omakura, was there a lot of English speakers? There? No. It seemed like... So that was what helped me. Yeah. Was was good. There's one brother, Abdurrahman, uh, who... He's British. The, the, we started at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we were, like I guess, friends from when we first got there. Mm-hmm. But alhamdulillah, with him, we only spoke Arabic. Mm. Most of the time, we chose to speak Arabic. And he had that same hirs. He really, really wanted to learn and everything. Now you hear him speak, you think he's uh, Saudi. Mashallah. He speaks with lahja and everything. People mistake him for us, for Saudi or uh, some other Mashallah. Arab nation. And how, and how long mm-hmm. is you guys mahad there in Omar Qura? Two years. Two years. So it's two years. I, I heard previously it was three years. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, when I got there, it was it was still two years. Mm, so four mustawayat. Yeah. Four mustawayat, yeah. Mashallah. And Qura has its own book that m- not many people know. Like you guys have a curriculum here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Medina, Medina books, are famous. Al-Mulqura. But Al-Mulqura. uses uh, Beni Yadik, right? We used to have uh, our own. There used to be a curriculum they used to have before, but mm. now it's Beni Yadik. Okay. Mm. Now it's so Beni Yadik. We have Kitab al-Asasi. Mm. So Kitab al-Asasi is Al-Mulqura's book. People know the book, but they don't know it's Umul Qura's curriculum. Okay. Um, Written by faculty in Umul Qura. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure anymore. Mm. Mm. But they actually updated it. I think it is. Because I remember when I left the Ma'had, there was like a legend of, of professors, like a committee of professors that, that were chosen to update it and make it a more modern one. Mm. So the book that, like when I studied, it was like from the 70s. It was so old. Ajeeb. But mm. they made it now into like four books. So the... Uh, each each level has its own book and it's like color and, and everything it's more modern so I think it's very recent they did that mashallah so n- now yeah. um, as far as the western students you mm-hmm. said you was told to stay away from the westerners the English yeah. speakers yeah. now western and students Somalis, how many and French uh, all of them I've anybody who would take you away from the Arabic, Arabic language, language yeah. test. so with um, right now is mm-hmm. there a lot of westerners in Omakura like it seems like Omakura is the only university where it's like barely any right no one knows anything about what's going on yeah. how to apply where's the acceptance list even when us, do they let it go even us who study there have Ajit. no idea time. but I've tried a lot to try to speak to the admin about um one thing, I don't know how it is in Imam Saud, uh, Medina, even in King Saud, but Umm Al-Qura, the Ma'had and the Uni are actually two separate entities. Mm. They're not connected. So you, when you get accepted, you get accepted to the Ma'had. It doesn't necessarily mean you'll study in the Kulia. Yeah, for us as well. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is in the university campus. Us is two separate campuses. Okay. Separate campuses. Completely separate. You know, no, but that's, ma- the, that's the old uh, campus though, right? But it's still the Ma'had. The Ma'had's there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The the Mahat was on the old campus of where the university. So in maybe a, they in Azizia. So maybe they might switch it later. Maybe never. Well, no. the uni now is there. The admin that's now at the new uni mm. used to also be in the Mahat where in Azizia where the where that Mahat is. Mm-hmm. They moved them over there, but mm-hmm. the Mahat stayed stays where it is. Okay, so yeah. just to explain to the listeners and viewers, so Omakora, yeah. they were like in a transition, right? Yeah. They had the old university, which yeah. is in Azizia, right? In Azizia, no, very from close to the Haram. Yeah, very like close to the Haram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then now, like well, throughout the years, yeah. they were building the new 
كامبس وات اريا از ات اتس ان اوالي اتس كونسيدر اوالي بس طريق طائف سو اتس اكشلي اوتسايد ذا حدود يس اوتسايد ذا حدود يا يا شيخ ربيع اولد هاوس يا نا فار يا سيم ديستريكت يا سو ذيس از ويل سيم ذا سيم ريم اولسو وايقلي اولسو اوكي 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 بندر بليل اولسو اي سي ام بقاله سم تايمز اوكي سو سو ناو ذا يونيفرس از كومبليتلي سيبريتد فروم ذا اولد كامبس اكسبت ذا ماهد از ستيل ذير Yeah, so the Ma'had was actually always there. Mm. Like the, in, when you study in terms of the Kulia, mm. it was there mm. ever since I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, that old campus was, I'm not sure what it used to be, but the Ma'had, since I've been there, it, it's been there. Mm-hmm. The admin, though, like Qabul uh, Tasjeel and all of that, used to also be there. Mm-hmm. Right when I um, left the Ma'had, I think the, literally the following semester, they took that entire idara. And they brought them to the new campus. They have offices and stuff there. The Ma'had has been eight years now. It's still there. Mm-hmm. It's still in the same place. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they move the admin, maybe I think they might move the thing as well. Yeah. So, um, but the sister's university is still there in the... It's still near the Haram, Zahir, an area yeah. called Zahir. Uh, but they're building one. Mm-hmm. So on your way to the male campus, there's a whole new female campus being built. Is it in the Hudud or outside the Hudud? They're in the Hudud. They're in the Hudud. SubhanAllah, and the men are not in the Hudud. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. is that... Hudud, explain Hudud. Yeah, the boundaries. The so, boundaries. within the Haram boundary. Yeah. So, um, the I remember before someone told me if a male and his wife applies, they both get accepted. Is that still... I think so, yeah. yeah. And Umul Qura, I haven't actually asked the admin yet, but while I was in Canada... Um, I heard that Umar Qura actually removed the age limit. Yeah, I heard the same thing. Yeah. I actually tweeted about it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have it anymore. Yeah, but they have to pay though, right? I think. N- I don't know. No, I, I mean, uh, paying might be an option for everyone, but yeah. still scholarships. I'm not sure. I have to ask the admin. Inshallah, yeah. I'll ask and I'll give you that info. Okay. Maybe on yeah, because I was wondering if the, if the people are over a certain age, do yeah. they fall under scholarship or they fall under... You can be accepted, uh-huh. but you got to pay. That's what I understood it. A lot mm-hmm. of No, I think that... <coughs> it's just scholarship is one thing mm-hmm. paid tuition is one thing mm-hmm. right but when we when I tweeted that tweet when you heard that khabar mm-hmm. that was even before the whole paying yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. came out yeah it was before that yeah. that was before yeah, that so okay. yeah yeah because paying is for everyone whether you're yeah. older or younger like yeah. over the yeah. age there's or an option the to pay yeah. there's the option to pay uh-huh. but um, for the this was for the bachelors, for the bachelors. Yeah. okay and this was um, for like minah so to come as a sponsor like a, with a scholarship Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Type, so uh, let's fast forward. So mm-hmm. after the Mahat, by the way, since we were talking about his university yeah. and, mm-hmm. and stuff, yeah. I'd just like to <coughs> brag a little bit. <laughs> 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 Our uni now is under uh, the Hayat al Malakiya. Did you hear that? No, I don't know. Explain under, that. Hey, it's under the Royal Commission or something like mm-hmm. that. It's like this commission mm-hmm. which directly report to the king. Mm-hmm. And they're like in, they're in charge of like Jubail. Like mm-hmm. the development of Jubail and Yambu and these mm-hmm. sort of places. Meaning they're separated from the Ministry of Education. Uh, it, no, it, it, it is a private union anyway, but yeah. basically because the Walil uh, Ahd, Mohammed bin Salman, he wants to get our uni into the top 10 universities. Uh, worldwide. Uh, okay. yeah. Worldwide. So they're spending so uh, much money and resources and restructuring mm-hmm. the whole uni. It's amazing. No, so I've yeah. never seen. So inshallah, maybe 10, 20 years from now, yeah. you hear like <laughs> Muhammad graduates from King Saud University. Yeah, it sounds like he graduated from Oxford. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Man, this their university is like better than you American like universities I've seen. Yeah, yeah, amazing. 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's the best yeah. university in, in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. Ranking-wise, Johnny, when it comes to ranks, oh, yeah. it's rank But even how it looks, like the campus and what it no, has. No, but even Medina's coming up now. Have you guys been in Medina lately? No, no. I haven't. Bro, Medina the university is, haven't. The university is coming mm-hmm. up as far as the looks and the presentation. Oh, and It's amazing, mashallah. Yeah, you know, all they have all them new kuliats. Yeah, yeah, Now they got the new soccer uh, areas oh. and they got walkways and sat walks oh, and with all due respect but no, every university a... seems to go forward and yeah. build apart from your uni <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about that <laughs> I didn't want to mention anything about my the university antique, <laughs> they want to keep the antique look when I came when I came in 2013 it was way up there everybody thought that right it was like the number one yes Sahih Sahih now it's yeah yeah I'm uh, not going to say nothing about my uni. So, yeah, so you went into uh, which kuliya uh, when you after you finished the Mahan? Uh, so, for me, it's the way our kuliyat and aqsam are, uh, like faculties and departments, how they're set up, is we have the faculty. So, it's kuliyat al-da'wa and usul al-deen. That's okay. my faculty up top. And then we have four departments within it. Four? Four departments okay. within that one. And it's Thaqaf al Islamia, so Islamic civilization. We have Qiraat, mm-hmm. we have Aqidah, mm-hmm. and we have Kitab wa Sunnah. Mm-hmm. So I chose Kitab wa Sunnah. Okay. Uh, kitab wa Sunnah, you, usually um, your main courses, you study Aqidah, you study Fiqh, you study, you study all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you, you have what you focus on, the, 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 the concentration is on hadith mm. and like science of hadith and ulum al-Quran. So one more time you say kiraat, yeah. uh, hadith, uh, so not which hadith. is Ahl Sunnah. Yeah, Kitab Aqidah. and Athaqaf al-Islamiyah. Which is like pretty much da'wah. It's basically da'wah, yeah. mm. like Islamic civilization. Um, um, you learn Aqidah, culture, culture like you learn uh, like marriage in Islam mm. compared to other religions, mm. Mm. those type of things. Okay, Jay, yeah. so... Uh, you had some hiccups along the way, I think, right? Oh, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you, I don't know if you want to expand on that or maybe even give some advice mm-hmm. on for other students not to fall into certain things or... Yeah. Um, I would, well, me, it's uh, it started earlier in the degree and then it kind of all built on each other, which led me to what why I got into the situation I'm in now. Mm-hmm. When I first started the uh, degree, we didn't have any rule that said you have to finish by a certain time period mm-hmm. like if you if you you stay in the kuliya longer than this amount of time you can't finish mm. so uh, i was taking my time mm-hmm. i even took ta'jil one year got married um and came back after a year and then at that time i brought my wife uh we were living in jidda i was taking you know three classes a semester for mm-hmm. you know small hours you know little hours chilling Chilling, Cru- <laughs> so, cruising. So, yeah. so you subscribe to that ideology, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there are students. Oh, when, when students get here, there's yeah. two different ideologies. Yeah. There's the ideology that says, to prolong my stay here in yeah. Saudi, I'm just gonna take my time yeah. and spend as much time in the mad as possible. Take yeah. it easy. From the first take it level. Easy, yeah. yeah, so I can stay as long as possible. I've even seen some people repeat. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, purposely. Yeah, yeah. because so, they want to stay longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's one philosophy. Yeah. Right? yeah. But the one that I had from the beginning was fi- work hard. Obviously, mm-hmm. whoever is working hard, but mm-hmm. try and finish as, as quickly as possible. as possible. So you can do your master's and then yeah. as quickly as possible. And then your PhD as quickly as possible. Because mm-hmm. what I noticed is, and truth mm-hmm. has to be said, is that a lot of the brothers mm-hmm. who take this approach... Mm-hmm. Don't finish. They, not just they don't finish. Even if they finish, 
it's like I've been here for ten years. Yeah, that's what How I'm am I gonna do masters? That's all now? of us now. Yeah, yeah, they're exhausted. That's so, all of us now. So, so now you yeah. you spend the same amount of time yeah. in the country, but one has got his bachelor's, the other yeah, one's yeah. got his masters, masters or, exactly, or, or yeah. his PhD. So yeah. I think it's an advice for everyone who's, who might be coming inshallah yeah, to Al-Fatihah. Finish Al-Fatihah. as fast as possible. As yeah, fast as possible. I have to agree with yes. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that now. I was yeah. I was in that philosophy as well. Like twenty twenty. Well, I kind of came and I was like, I just want to get done. Period. It wasn't about like when. Yeah, it wasn't about when. It was like okay, I'm gonna get done. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take. I didn't take no tajid in the mm-hmm. kuli. I didn't take no mm-hmm. tajid in the mahad. Even mm-hmm. I was bringing my family at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I just want to get done. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. it was when I got to the end where I was like, okay, I do want to stay here a little longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me apply to magister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even really with the intention to go into magister. More like, mm, let me see if. Yeah. You know, if I want to do it, I'll get accepted. It's there. Yeah. Uh, it's there. Yeah. It's yeah, an yeah, option. Yeah. yeah. So then once it, the kabul came, I was like. Talk to family. Yeah. Because I know one brother now. I think it's a Somali brother. Mm-hmm. Literally came to the Ma'ahad. He knows Arabic. He uh, <laughs> writes uh, fluent. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, ga, ga, ga. And he like literally fills the exam on purpose. Oh, but the doctor, he, he kind of like, He's like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and and he's like literally for the first two three mustoyat like literally trying to live a different identity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> acting throughout <laughs> the whole man. Acting like he doesn't know the language. Yeah, <laughs> you know he knows the language. Uh, and then the the, the character kind of like clocking on like mm. hey. Yeah, I never been I never been on that type of philosophy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I mean another thing is like you said you know um you get to the end and people retire right yeah, they don't want to yeah, go for it yeah. but also along the way. It starts to develop a certain way with you. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I see some people, a lot of people don't finish. Yeah, yeah. That's they true. don't yeah, finish. That's I mean, true. you you, did, you spend all this time repeating Mustafa yeah, or yeah, yeah. taking your time, but then it's yeah. like... Yeah, you know what it is for students, um, because we're foreign students, mm. um, and while we're studying, we technically we don't work. Like You can't work full-time, mm-hmm. uh, not just because legally, but also you don't have the time. Yeah. You're studying full-time. Mm-hmm. How will you, you know? And what happens is, if you don't finish to you know if you don't finish on time you have family some of us weren't married when we came here got married while we were students mm-hmm. what happens life just hits you yeah. yeah you need to make money you need to start your life you need to get settled so, hey. that's always on your mind that, if, if yeah. you bring your family you yeah. do get married yeah it's hard it's and very difficult that will accumulate there's yeah, no doubt that Bills, is going to accumulate rent, it gets more and more that. until you can't do yeah. anything so, about hey. it and a lot of people and that's why they leave actually most, yeah. most students that I've seen and very good students, even at Amulqura, where um, they left because of family reasons. Mm. Like yeah. the, the the wife couldn't handle it or uh, the kids' school issues, whatever it was, they ended up leaving because of that. Mm. Um, but the one thing, though, about Amulqura that I don't know about King Saud and Imam Saud, um, Medina, I know for sure, isn't like that. But when you're in the Ma'had, um, Amulqura, if you fail even one class, you don't go to Kuliya. Mm. In the mm. entire Mahad, yeah. So yeah. it's very strict. If you fail one class, if you fail one class, mm. and you have to grad, you have to graduate the Mahad with MTS, not even JUD. No, that's how it was for us as well. You, you had right? to eighty percent or more Mahad with actually, yeah, JUDin and yeah. Montez, not just MTS. Yeah. Us MTS to go into Kuli, uh, the Magister now, I believe you have to have MTS, mm. which is excellent. Yeah, but I think going into the that time now, it was just Kuliya. Montez. Yeah. yeah, so for us, Mahad was. So whether it's, let's say you do, let's say you have a 3.9 GPA out of four. Mm. But in that time, you have one class that you failed, mm. you still won't go to Kuliya. But if you failed in a Mahad, it's, it's pretty hard to fail, I think. I know, it's pretty hard. But yeah. some, no, but I know it's like some students, like 
um, like Chinese, never heard of Arabic in their lives. Mm. Yeah. You know, literally all they know is salam alaikum alaikum I've had students like that in my class. It's very hard for them, mm. you know. So um, s- things like that's one thing. And it's also not just uh, the actual class material. It's uh, absences. Mm. If you're absent more than four lessons, you're done. Yeah. Better man. Yeah. Like you're, you can't even sit for the exam. That's a fail. That's it. You don't go to I think that's it. good, actually. It is very good. It's good. I mean, why, why are it people missing class? Good. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but anything can happen, even if it's with an excuse. Like yeah. if you're sick, let's say you're hospitalized. That's it. Really? Yeah, Amul is like Are that. Are you sure? Wallahi, yeah. Amul Qura has udr nah, nah, nah. and no udr. It has like a ghiyab bi udr and ghiyab bi dun udr. Okay. It's just a technicality. It's just a thing to show you have an excuse. But it doesn't actually mean help anything. You. It doesn't help you with still continuing the course. It does not. But you can do it then. You can like Maybe that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, you can but drop the, that But the teacher class. will take make you mahroom. Can you do itidar in a mahad though? Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe you can. Maybe do you do it in your university? Itidah? I don't know. For us, he wasn't able to do itidah. Yeah, that's kulia. Cool. That's like you had to learn a whole new system in the college. Yeah, like, that happened to me too. Yes, and yes, how yes. things work with that. And I'll tell you about that. The BA now. Um, I I learned this literally last semester, which was my final semester. There's actually I don't know. There's another point I was going to mention, which was um, because I took that time. Uh, now during Corona, Umar Qura introduced a new rule. You have to finish within six years. Mm. And meaning the kulia, the, the kulia. kulia. Mm. So f- basically, what? How many semesters is that? Uh, if eight, it would have been eight semesters. Now they change it to three things, so I don't know how it would break up. I uh, don't forget that. If it were, let's say if it was still two semesters okay. each, 12, twelve, right? Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to finish within twelve semesters. When I got back now was my twelfth semester. Mm-hmm. So if I don't graduate, so if I don't take all my final classes that I have, I'm done. Mm. And that's and the thing is, there's also a limit of how many hours you can take, mm. how many courses you can take. Yeah. So they weren't even allowing me to take the courses. Mm. So I have was two weeks running around just to be allowed to take the classes. Yeah. So if you don't finish yeah. all your classes, I don't graduate. There's don't no graduate, point of studying. But you're not no allowed point. to take. But I'm not even allowed to take okay. it. <laughs> yeah. So I was stuck for two weeks running around, trying to get those classes to every Amid, every Wakil. So how many classes in total were you taking this? Thirteen time? courses I took. Wow. 13 co- that's two semesters no wonder, in one, you're not, no wonder you're not doing any durus yeah yeah <laughs> I was completely burnt out last semester so you're probably studying from morning to evening yeah and every day every day every day mm. uh, morning to asar some days but morning to dhuhr every day mm. bro if you started like that from the beginning I would have done you've done PhD by now yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sheikh Ahmed Bazmul always mocks me now because of that <laughs> Elias when he first came <laughs> you say that he, he, mock, he mocks me. He said, I don't want to burden myself. You know, I don't want to burden myself. And he came this semester. I need to graduate. I need to graduate. <laughs> help me, help me, help me graduate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he helped me. My Allah reward him. He oh, went to the Amid for me. He went to the Wakils for me. Like I didn't even know. There's so many titles and offices. I don't even know who handles what. Somehow. There's so many different things. He helped me. Alhamdulillah with, with that. Muhammad, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. So you said you don't attribute yourself to that philosophy no more of just taking your time and chilling pretty much mm-hmm. what about now you still hold that position <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's he did it the other way around no, maybe. I think, no i think i think now that the intention is different right <laughs> before i was to prolong my stay in the uh-huh. Mimbalaka, but now it's just honestly i don't know and i think i was speaking to one of the mashaykh as well regarding this before which is should have i started teaching really and then go online and the rules and youtube because it's just really really difficult once you open Mm-hmm. that door 
of yeah. yalla i want to teach the people mm. yeah. and, and when you see the need that the people yeah, have yeah, for yeah. islamic knowledge yeah. and also and also how appreciative they are really i mean exactly. honestly subhanallah yani you teach some people some people they message you they say subhanallah ustad i was i was struggling with my iman and i'm so mm-hmm. happy now and i'm yeah. close to allah some people yeah. they make dua for you and yeah it affects you it affects you and then 100%. you just literally start ignoring everything else yeah, yeah it's yeah. difficult it's, it's really well. difficult so yeah, now well. really my masters i mean i've i think it's been uh, over a year akhi. i haven't mm. really <laughs> touched on it <laughs> and so he yeah, keeps on asking me every time okay yeah. where's the risala, where's, where's? Uh. and even i think the audience maybe knows even get, the I'm podcast trying to, i'm trying to just get you back into it that's all <laughs> <laughs> no, even, <laughs> even this podcast as well akhi. yeah mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah this takes time right now when you started going back uh getting your working on your masters and stuff See the effect they had on the podcast? 100%. I know so for a fact, if I turn back to my masters again, the drus are going to take a hit. So right yeah, now, yeah. I'm just trying well, to... Even, go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to like leave with a bang. Mm. Yeah. So inshallah, mm-hmm. moving up to Ramadan, mm-hmm. do some amazing things in Ramadan, inshallah. and then just disappear. Yeah, inshallah. I mean, even the podcast, how did it get started? <laughs> it got started because I had some problems with my thesis, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So last year, I pretty much was doing all the different steps necessary to make sure my thesis got accepted. Yeah. By the end of the semester, it was accepted. Halas. I'm ready to write. And mm-hmm. this was a long, strenuous type of road trying to get that accepted. Um, I won't go into detail about it right now, mm-hmm. but people who know, know. Mm-hmm. So then I come back, and then my mother shit is like, you know, we still have to do such and such. such. I'm like, is this Moldova accepted or what? Mm-hmm. It's like, I get accepted, but, you know, who not gonna you know, mm-hmm. got to work on this and that. And I'm like, Forget this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> I just was like on some, uh, like I was burnt out a little bit. Yeah. When you're yeah. really dedicating a lot of time to one particular mm-hmm. Moldor, yeah. especially I had just came back from the the, the states that summer, yeah. so I was you know doing a little da'wa. bit of dawa yeah. and things like that. My mind already was, you know, yeah. back there. Like you say, yeah. once you see people being appreciative and thankful, some of the basic things, some of the basic things, like that we yeah. study, yeah. you know, we think it's nothing now because yeah, we heard yeah. it so much, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the basic things, it. some people never heard it's of it. Yeah. You know, so um, when I heard when that happened, I was like, "Cause I'm focused on Dawa. Mm. and that's when did, when I come to you. What did I say? Yeah. How many weeks did I tell you? Mm-hmm. For minimum, yeah, twelve, eight, eight to twelve. Eight right? to 12. I was yeah. like, okay, eight to twelve weeks. We're going to dedicate ourselves to this to podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Are you in or out? Yeah. yeah. And what is eight to twelve weeks? That's the entire semester. I gave yeah. up the entire yeah. semester. That's so it. Like, it. No, nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, but now, I mean, obviously, I gotta, you know. Start getting back into it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, no, no, no. Uh, no, it's true. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's absolutely yeah. no doubt. Look, Akhi, studying at yeah. university is beautiful. It's nice. As a matter of fact, it allows us here to stay in this country and our students, our, our kids to study in, in Muslim schools and be in Muslim country. I agree. But having said that, Akhi, Wallahi, there's nothing more rewarding, Akhi, yeah, than teaching the people, people their religion. Sahih. And that changing their lives. Well, yeah, like nothing yeah. more rewarding. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, it's beautiful. So one, once you open that door, the advice to every student of knowledge, yeah, yeah. it's good to teach, absolutely, but be aware that once you open that door, mm-hmm. it will have an effect on, yeah, on your I studies. mean, even right now, like, I mean, even though the schedule's messed up with the podcast, we're yeah. still being kind of consistent, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe every other week, maybe once a month, something yeah. like that. Whatever we can do. Yeah. Because what we know that it's important. Yeah. We know that, yeah. like, there were just people, like, yesterday, two people, actually, messaged in the Telegram group saying, what happened to the podcast this week? Yeah, yeah. I get the message from my mother-in-law all the time. Where's the podcast? You didn't send it. I think you forgot to send it. You know, so it's important, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, getting back into uh, your your background. So you was in um, BA, you finished in Kitab yeah. Sunnah. Yeah. Well, that was last semester you finished, right? Yeah, this past semester, November. Semester. End of November. Jimmy. Um, the the thing about the the rule change, right? When I was I was basically stuck in Canada because mm. of the... You were with me. Mm. Corona hit. I got stuck in Riyadh. 
you drove me to Mecca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, to get yeah, my passport because yeah, 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 so I got stuck here. So eventually <laughs> I left. When mashallah, I left, he drove yeah, you to Mecca. Yeah, mashallah. We to Mecca. Yeah, yeah, mashallah. May Allah reward him. True brotherhood, And mashallah. we did it. We went there, slept for a couple of hours, drove back. The out to Mecca for the, the, for, the, for the audience knowledge is uh, 900 yeah. kilometers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> About an eight hour drive. Eight hour drive, yeah. Eight hour there, eight, eight hours back. That was when everything was on lockdown. You couldn't even look out your window. Or else you could have find Yeah, we couldn't do anything. Yeah, we couldn't do anything. I think we need a tasrih. Yeah, I got a, from the Wizara, I got a tasrih, a permit from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs to go. And it was a 48 hour permit. Window, yeah. So I sh- we had to show that at the inspection out of Riyadh and into... I forgot about that. We yeah. had 48 hours. Yeah, 48 <laughs> hours. That's so we went there, got my passport and my clothes, whatever I needed to travel, and came all the way back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so while I was in Canada, that rule came, the one of you have to graduate in six years. And then another thing also that I learned this semester is if you have one hirman in your um in the in your degree meaning one fail if mm-hmm. you have one fail mm-hmm. any at any point in your degree and the fail can be either you failed because of your mark mm-hmm. or fail because of absences mm-hmm. um like four absences in the semester um if you graduate with mts the daraja of sharaf you will not get because you were mm-hmm. here man in one of the yeah of one daraja of honor, honors, honors yeah mm-hmm. so for me alhamdulillah i graduated with a 3.82 out mm. of 4. Mm. So it's like 95%. Mm. Yeah. But in the in semester, there was one professor who, I got him on my schedule, but the rule, this rule didn't exist then. This was like the third semester in the kulia. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I didn't even attend his class because it, it dropped, it was Thursday night, like 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have a way to go to university. Because like I didn't live on campus then, and I lived outside. So mm-hmm. going there, I w- if I go there, and the class is done at 10, I don't even have a way to get out of the university. Mm. So I had to just not go. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you just didn't go, and then the professor would write, like, mu'allaq, and he would give you the opportunity to... to take it later. To, and, and you take it later, but you can just do hadf. You can, do, you can withdraw from the course. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the time, there's a week they give you, it's like the fifth or sixth week into the semester. But since I didn't attend for four weeks straight, he, he wrote, Herman. Wow. That's how I got that. So now I lost that. That that's subhanAllah. So these rule changes, that's like a, what, what happened, what, what to point out is um, why it's important to just finish as, mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Because the issue Rules is, change. No, Things no, just there's change. nothing wrong with the rule changing. Mm-hmm. All right? Things get better. But mm-hmm. the ajib thing is, you bring in a, a rule and then you apply it retrospectively. So, yeah, to, the, to someone Like, who, okay, I mean, exactly. I've been here already seven yeah, years. What do you exact, mean six years? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> that's one. And yeah. this Herman, like, I could have prob- probably done something about it then if I knew this rule. Or yeah. if you introduced this rule then. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. It's to, um, you know, one thing I didn't know until I probably got maybe to, like, Mustafa Famine. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been either Mustafa Famine or it might even be in the first year of Magisteria, mm-hmm. which was to look into what they call the deleted talib. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is pretty much the rule book mm-hmm. for everything in the university. The rules. The rules. And, yeah. each, and also, different marhalats have different rules. Yes. So, yes, yes. the mahal will have certain rules, yes. plus the bachelor's will have a certain yeah. rule, plus the magisteria will have a certain yep. rule, and doctor, etc. Yeah. This is something I think is very important for the people to you really know, get connected to. Because I learned a lot of things in it that I didn't know about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this is how I learned these rules. Uh, okay, Last semester, they did a, uh, they did one of the, like, um, what is it, qa'at, the like auditorium or whatever. Some yeah. place where they do, like, conferences or yeah. things like that in yeah. the university designated for that. Um, 
they did one specifically about this, telling the students all the rules of the university because they come to the to the admin, they want something done, they're not even at the right place. Go yeah. to that guy, go to that guy, go to that and, guy. And so and they got tired of it. Yeah, yeah. So they did that. I didn't attend in person, but I listened online. Mm. They had a link and they, they did it online. It was like mm. three hours. Mm-hmm. I was like, was I even studying in this university? <laughs> I was <laughs> so <laughs> lost. The thing is, like, in defense of, of the so students, in defense of the students, it's yeah. really hard to really figure out if That's you don't have nobody exactly. to connect you to these exactly, things. Because exactly. even, I mean, you might have somebody who came before you, right? Yeah. But even they might not know. They might not know. And the rules changed maybe since And the rules might have changed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so alhamdulillah. So Tayyip, so tell us generally, like, what is life like in Mecca? Like, you spent these yeah. years there studying. Yeah, Mecca, obviously, is the best place in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, 100,000, yeah, any reward for every salah, 100,000. Um, the haram, umrah, whenever you want. Hajj, now with a tasrih. But when I came, there wasn't the permit that those permits and things didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in terms of ibadah, obviously, it's the, it's the best place. So here, like here, you would study and everything. But a masjid is a masjid. You know, mm-hmm. you know, there's durus and everything, but a masjid is a masjid. There you have both of, you know, the best of both worlds, basically. You have durus and everything, but you're in the haram. Yeah, yeah. You're in ibadah, 100,000. It, al- it always seems so busy in Mecca. Yeah. Like, is that, did that ever affect studies? Like It does, it does. Sometimes you're just like, ah, oh, I don't want to go to the haram today. Because you know the, the time, the season is like yeah, packed. yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes it's so packed they don't even let you in. And that has happened so many times to me. Like you're going there for a lesson. The lesson is between Maghrib and Asha. And if you're not there, like Asr, when it gets closer to Maghrib, they just don't let people in anymore. Mm. And you're just like, I'm here for that dars. Uh, sorry. You have to, yeah, Marish. Yeah, you have to go back. <laughs> Does <laughs> yeah. the university provide like transportation from the from the uni mm, to? No, we don't have that. So you can um, pay taxis. And yeah, we pay taxi. Well, wow. also is a lot different than other places. Here, like Sheikh Fawzan's Darus and stuff, they would give you guys buses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Qura, they had one time temporarily, like a mini bus for everyone wants to go to the Haram, brings them brings them back. But no, we don't have um, we don't have that. Because so Medina, even Medina's got buses all the yeah, time to the Haram. To the Haram, yeah, yeah. 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 But no, Qura doesn't have that. And if you did miss miss the bus with Medina, I think it's very cheap. Like yeah, it's so cheap. You just go to the Bab Khalifi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. two riyals, three riyals. So what about the yeah. acceptance list? I mean, is there a way for students to figure out, you know, when is it coming out? What's going uh, on? I think you put something out recently, but yeah. you said they had like old names from people who. Yeah. So Umul Qura, uh, and this is something that, inshallah, when I go back, I want to talk to them about. Like they don't have a system where you can find out online. Mm. And their website is so confusing. I don't even know it. And everyone who asks me, like, how do I apply? How do I do this? So I've never used it. I didn't, when I got accepted, I didn't use this platform. So I don't know even how to is, help the students. The system is new. Yeah, the system is new. Like applying online, getting a number, following up. I have no idea how that works. But once you get accepted, it's literally the list comes out, but it's at the uni. So it's mm. at the administration office. So a student from your country has to get the names and then mm. find out where you are or, you know, like contact one minute, you. One minute, if you even applied online, give your email. You yeah. an email? No, so you, I don't know about an email, but you have a number that you can access and it tells you like, the status so mm. applied under consider uh, like under consideration the sense in that mm. and then if it says accepted that's from the uni side mm. but then it has to get accepted from the ministry mm. of education also to get the uh, to get the thing so that you mm. won't know mm. so then if you don't know arabic or anything how do you contact the university you guys don't have like a mandub system or anything? we don't have that so and there's no problem so, so there's what's the communication from the administration mm-hmm. to the students so what i've been doing and uh, there's another brother also a muslim what we do is we literally just take the names and try to contact these people. Mm. That's it, like on our own. No one even tells us to do it. Mm. I would go and say, 
I'm a Canadian student. Where are the Canadian students? And take their names and contact them. If they have emails for them, I'll take it. If they have numbers, I'll try to contact them. That's, that's Maybe the you can way. even uh, you know talk to them about having the Mandoop system. Having that's what I want like, to talk pretty to them much about. Uh, a representative for that country, for that exactly. country or for that's the, that's what I want. So this do. helps as well. Subhanallah, there are no Canadians though now at Umul Qura. Ajib. Not so you're, you're I was, and you you know it's crazy. I don't know why Umul Qura for years there was a big uh, gap where no one was accepted. I don't know if it was because what they used to tell us is that the ministry has uh, like conditions before they can bring new students or issue visas for them, mm-hmm. and the uni has to show that there's rooms for them to stay in. Like dorms, space in the dorms. Mm-hmm. And then because students like me, <laughs> who are staying too long, so are there. So it it causes those students to get delayed, or the new accepted students I to do. get delayed. So maybe for like three, four years, there's brothers who were accepted. I remember there's one brother from Holland that I helped get there. He was accepted for four years before he even came. SubhanAllah. And he contacted me through Twitter, and I, I've had him to help him. He came eventually. Wow. But that was that's the delay. Like they don't come... If there's no nowhere for them to stay, yeah, so what, what was it like um, <coughs> living in Mecca, studying with the scholars? I, yeah. I, you told us about in the Haram. Mm-hmm. Is that where most of the scholars were teaching in the Haram, or do some teach yeah. outside other masajid? Or? So when I first came, Alhamdulillah, there was a lot of you know kibar that were teaching at that time. Some of the major scholars, elder mm-hmm. scholars. Um, Alhamdulillah, such when I when I first got there, yeah, <laughs> yeah, such as Yani, I'm yeah, sure the audience wants to it's, know. It's good, good. Yeah. You mentioned Sheikh Wasiyallah. Yeah, Sheikh Wasiyallah was there even before I came. Mm. But when I got there, Sheikh Muhammad Ali Adam, Rahimahullah, Al Ethiopi, he started in Haram. So like I was there for a couple of months and he started in Haram. Mashallah. So Alhamdulillah, as soon as he 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 got there, he was teaching Wasatiya and and Nukba, and I started from the beginning with him. Mashallah. Um. And now, as you know, the Sheikh passed away, Rahimahullah. Allah um, Sheikh Muhammad Ali Adam. There was Muhammad um, Ajlan and Abdurrahman Ajlan, brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them were teaching. Muhammad Ajlan, I didn't, I didn't study with, but he was there. Abdurrahman Ajlan, uh, fiqh and things like that, he was teaching. I was there. Lum'at um, al-I'tiqad, he was teaching when I first got there. Sheikh Wasil Abbas, usually hadith. Who else in the haram? Sheikh Yahya al-Mudarris, Rahimahullah, who a lot of people who might not know, um, the Sheikh of Sheikh Muqbil, mm. Rahimahullah, the mm. Sheikh of Sheikh Wasiyullah himself. Yeah. He mm. was in the, in the haram for over 50 years. His taqasas was hadith, right? Hadith also, yeah. Mm. And he also was a professor in Darul Hadith, mm. Al-Khayriyah. And in his biography, this is a little fakhar for me and Muhammad, <laughs> he mentions uh, that the last of his mashaykh to have lived was Muhammad bin Abdullah al-Soman, who was from uh, Ogaden tribe, for those who know, like Darul Ogaden. Somali sheikh, yeah. Somali sheikh, muhaddith, was uh, living also in Mecca. living in Mecca, teaching in the Haram. Mashallah. And uh, Sheikh Muqbil said about him that I don't know anyone in the Hijaz who knows Rijal, Ilmu Rijal like him. Wow. He, was, he said that about him. He's got this tiny yellow book. Mm-hmm. About the Rijal of Sahih al-Bukhari. You see it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Very tiny. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never seen any audio mm. of his though. Mm. So like the Haram records everything, right? So inshallah, one of my goals before I leave here is take it. The, you can go to the Haramain, either, yeah, yeah. either one, and fill the Durus with a terabyte. If you have a terabyte too, whatever you have, memory. Mm. You can take it to them. They'll fill whatever Durus you want. Mashallah. So they have stuff from 40 years ago, 50 years ago. They have everything. Allah Akbar. So hopefully they have his dhurus. Allah Akbar. So what's yeah. next now? I mean, after graduating? 
what's the next move? Now, how about something Sheikh that would teach outside? Oh, yes, صح صح. Outside, Sheikh Rabi, Hafizullah, when I first got there, Alhamdulillah, he was still in Mecca. For about two, three years, two years and a half approximately, I studied with him in uh, in Mecca at his house. Mm. Um, he was teaching Ma'anaj uh, al-Qabool. And then there was a private class on a Wednesday, which was a few people there. The, that lesson, uh, the Ma'anaj al-Qabool class was open. Friday as after Asr, open for everyone. Yeah. Mm. Remember that? If you visited, that, yeah, you I remember that lesson. Yeah, yeah, I've right been there once, Yeah, that lesson was nice. Yeah, yeah. it was packed. You know, that one was packed. One thing about... Uh, the sheikh when I went to that lesson it was an eye opener because mm-hmm. you have kind of like these thoughts mm-hmm. before you're going yeah, right? yeah. especially coming from the west of right? Course, course. that it's just going to be like about this Produit. person or that yeah, person yeah, the case yeah. may be yeah. when you get to the sheikh we're just going in on yeah. it right? yeah, going in on it and just yeah. explain it really nicely mm-hmm. and it was beautiful yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like yeah. mashallah I tell yeah. people all the time sheikh Rabi' the notion I had of him although I loved him and everything imam all of that when I came there, that was the same thing, the same notion that it's all only going to be refutations or something to do with men hedge or you know. Two years I studied with him, I never heard him mention one person's name. It's fine. I mean, that's Two unfortunately th- this yeah. is this is the harm yeah. that some people have caused yeah. the sheikh. To be honest, yeah, yeah. They, they might think his it's reputation. in his reputation. They might yeah. think it's in his uh, for his uh, benefit, but it's not mm-hmm. really. You're you're giving the people a wrong impression, impression of, of the yeah. sheikh. And, and a lot of people that are maybe even from amongst the Hizbis, right? Some yeah. of them naam out of hatred of Salafi, but there are people out there who just, you know, they they think to themselves, What if, if your Sheikh is saying and treating people the way that you are and you took this from him, mm-hmm. don't hear about him. Yeah. yeah. Some people are like that. Yeah, yeah it gives a r- wrong interpretation of the Dao as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. we should just busy ourselves with this with all the time. Only, yeah. yeah. Because Since like, he is even though we you know, we, we love the Sheikh and everything, yeah. we went there. Even us kind of expecting, yeah, expecting it, right? It, yeah. 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 And that wasn't the case. I so. remember the first time I met him mm-hmm. after I got accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I mean, obviously me and you didn't have the benefit to benefit from the sheikh yeah, or to mm-hmm. study under him, mm-hmm. having lived in Riyadh. But I remember I, I traveled there once with the, one of the mashayikh. Mm-hmm. And we went, and th- this was amazing, yeah. mm-hmm. this this was amazing. Mm-hmm. I remember one day we traveled with Sheikh Adil Mansour from mm-hmm. Riyadh, went to Mecca. No. And we went to Sheikh Rabir, and the Sheikh introduced was me and another brother. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, this is uh, Fulan, and this is uh, Muhammad, studies at the Ma'ad. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's like my first, second year. Mm-hmm. Actually, it has to be my first year in the Mamlaka, because yeah, yeah. I've done Ma'ad only for one year. Mm-hmm. I'm only here in the country for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So then the Sheikh like, okay, pray Maghrib, and we'll see each other. Mm-hmm. We'll see each other Maghrib Salah. A small message. Yeah, small message, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was just Asr time. Mm-hmm. So we went, we slept, and we came Maghrib time. Mm-hmm. When he came to Maghrib time, Sheikh called us over and he's like, uh, Adil, when, when is Shabab? Bring mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. We came and he's like, please, please excuse me for not bring, for, for not uh, inviting you to the house mm-hmm. and I'm really, really busy. And I'm like, well, stuck to me is wait a minute. Yeah. Talib yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no one. Yeah, yeah. And here you have the Sheikh yeah, <laughs> saying yeah. to you, I'm sorry for not inviting yeah, you to yeah, my house because yeah. I'm busy. Yeah, oh, and that literally just stuck with me. Subhanallah. Yeah, yeah. That tawabu yeah, and the adab yeah. that just stuck for me. Until yeah. till today, I'll never forget that. Yeah, yeah. And that's the Sheikh. But then the impression you get from yeah. some people. Yeah, yeah. Allah and Allah. the Sheikh is what happens is people, especially in the West, they don't know his actual ilm. Like, if you were to ask the average Salafi who's been affected by that type of da'wah, 
what is his tachassus? What is the special? What is what is Sheikh Rabbi specializing? Redud, refutations. You know, ahkam on rijal, knowing men. That's all they know about him. They don't know he's a muhaddith. They don't know his ilm al-hadith. They don't know he has tahqiqat. Especially ilm al-ilm al-ilm You know, knowing like the hidden defects in hadith and, yeah. and stuff like that. They don't know that that's his knowledge. Even Aqidah also, that that's his specialty. So He was the uh-huh. Ra'is yeah. al-Qism, I think, at the time in Medina. In Medina, Medina yeah. Of hadith. Yeah, yeah. 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 subhanAllah. Subhanallah. Jazakallah khair. So, again, moving forward, what's what's next? Next, so now I'm kind of in a limbo uh, between this. Akhi, sorry, one thing, ma'alish. No. I love the topic about the scholars. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. those are shaykh, <laughs> shaykh that taught you outside <laughs> the haram, right? Shaykh Rabbi Ahmed Bazmul, I didn't mention. Ahmed Bazmul, which probably the one I'm the closest to. Muhammad yeah. uh, Bazmul also. Yeah. And uh, one thing to mention, Ma'anaj al Qabul, when Sheikh Rabi left, yeah. he didn't finish. So he, and I was right beside Sheikh um, Rabi when he was giving like a advice or a counsel to Muhammad Bazmul. So that it was the Sheikh day he was. Yeah, Muhammad Bazmul. Yeah. We prayed at the masjid. He's not the Mufti of Mecca for those yeah, that now, yeah, the now he's the, the Mufti of Mecca. No. So at that time, um, Sheikh Rabi was leaving. It was the day he was leaving Mecca. And he was uh, emotional, crying. Muhammad Azmur was emotional, crying. SubhanAllah. Oh, was the yeah, and he and I was there. Um, what and, a sight. And he, he advised them to unite the Salafis upon the Haqq and this and this. And he gave him an advice. And he told him, you continue my book. No. You continue. You finish. And he did. He finished and he it. finished. Alhamdulillah. So Mashallah. afterwards, we continued with him. Mashallah. Akhi, one amazing benefit that yeah. you guys have in in Mecca and also a lot of brothers in Medina as well is that mm-hmm. the mashaykh they come to you in mm-hmm. Ramadan yes, kibar. yes. so mm-hmm. that as well oh really. subhanallah yeah. that is that is a major the thing. best benefit of Mecca actually yeah. uh, more than even Medina because yeah. Hajj they have to come mm-hmm. and that is actually where I've met all the mashaykh that I've ever met in my they life teach. in all of the countries whether Algeria whether Yemen whether Somalia um, so even within within the Mamlaka, like the within Kibar, the Mamlaka also, Kuwait also, like Mashaykh that that are from all over, people. met them all during that time Hajj period. Usually they do like an istiraha or they they all get together. Yeah, that's, so that's the best. That that's was beautiful. the best thing. Mashallah. Yeah, Mashaykh, you only heard their voices before, but now you see them in person. Allah. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, if we ask you to mention all of them, probably podcast will take five. Hours. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You were saying you're in a limbo right now. Yeah, so now the decision between applying for the master's and actually continuing uh, with it, uh, which inshallah if I apply, I should get it. Now they have the new system of Qudrat, you have mm. to do the test and all that, but inshallah that you study for and you can do it. Mm. Whether I want to do that or whether I just want to, you know, now alhamdulillah I studied, I've been here a decade, um, move on with life, the gen- just general life, da'wah and getting myself settled so I, I haven't um, lived in an apartment that I pay rent for for years you know, I was studying studying in the yeah, yeah. Yeah, living in the dorms and things like that did you ever bring your family over with you? at that time yeah, I was married I'm not married now Yeah. but at that time yeah we were living in Jeddah mm. she was a teacher at that time so sure. we were living there so uh, since then it's been over five years I haven't been married no. or anything so now marriage possibly mm. Um, working yeah, I'm like a, as if I'm a beginner <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so what are you leaning to you leaning to trying to apply again um, I think I'm gonna do like what you did apply mm. so that the option is there for me yeah why not yeah, yeah if you have the ability to apply yeah, yeah apply and inshallah, if it gets I think, accepted yeah. make your decision I, I applied at our university I, I wanna apply that's what I said yeah, wanted yeah, to so do yeah. 
um, mm. um, because my son is here. Mm. My son is in Riyadh, so I actually prefer to be here. Mm. If I can apply to either one of the two. Uh, Malik Saud. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 Malik Saud or whichever one. I'm sure the brother can help you, inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. <laughs> if, I, if I can do it, I will. Umar Qura, there's only one issue right now is the past two years, they haven't even opened the masters. Mm. So the, I know our brother, subhanAllah, we were like same dufa'ah. And um, because I was stuck in Canada, he actually he graduated before me. But he applied. He did the Qudarat test, the competency. Yeah. Like we didn't need to do it. I didn't do no, it. No way. Yeah. Allahu Akbar. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll yeah. come in here. Yeah. Yeah. So he did it. He passed it. Um, he pa- He did the test for the kulia, the, the actual masters. He passed it. So all, now that's acceptance normally. Uh, and he did the interview, acceptance. But they didn't open it. So he got Khuruj Nihayi. Yeah, uh, final yeah. exit visa. Wow. They just didn't open it because they said not enough students passed the exam to open an actual class like mm. the Manhajia, like the mm. you know the, the course. Mm. So he didn't get in. I know a couple of other brothers they didn't get in. So for me now, I've been asking Sheikh Ahmed like, are they opening it this year? This and he said there is you know talks that they are going to. So I have to see another issue also, and I don't know if it applies to. I think we spoke about it before, but I don't know about Malik Saud. Is that Umar Quran now is paid? Yeah. You pay for your masters. Now. That's what I was going to say. I was going to yeah. say, is it open for the minute for everybody or is it going straight to pay? So it's still not 100% clear, but what's what it's looking like it's more so the case is that my qism is, is based on aqsam, like departments now. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a one rule, all of it applies to everywhere yet. Now it's, it's happening gradually. Mm. So some uh, faculties and departments, like for example, aqidah is still free. So if I want to apply for Aqidah, it'll be free. Mm-hmm. And I can. And Waqura also is flexible. I can even apply for Sharia if I want. Mm. But you have to pass their exam. Okay. So I, like you haven't studied their whole Kuliya. So Aqidah, you know? same thing. At the Aqidah, yeah. you have to pass their, their. Aqidah is a bit easier because it's Aqidah and you kind of, if you studied in Durus with Mashayikh and stuff, the topics are, you it should know. should be more familiar with it. More familiar with mm-hmm. it. But like Usul al-Fiqh and deep into that and Fiqh, you know, Man Hanbali Fiqh and that you might not, you know, you might have to study for a few months before mm-hmm. you do that test. <coughs> but um, um, my um, my department, Kitab uh, Sunnah, is paid. Wow. And it's 60,000 wow. for the reals. And is this, uh, I think I asked you before, but is it Risala or Takmili? Risala meaning four years yeah. spread out or is I it Takmili like Muhammad Dawali? Because I remember I, uh, before Corona, my roommate was a Moroccan master student. And I think with him, he was in the Manhaji at that time. And they sw- they made that switch. It used to be Risala. Mm. And they made it Takmili. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it might be Takmili now. Because I know a few brothers. You guys know Muhammad Emirati. The mm. brother, Emirati brother, who's always with Sheikh Ahmed. If you ever go to Mecca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Know them, right? yeah, yeah. And he came here recently, actually. Muhammad Ayyub. Muhammad yeah, Ayyub. Yeah, yeah. Muhammad yeah. Ayyub. He did it uh, last year. He, he did it? He got a master's, alhamdulillah, okay. from Umar Qura. Paid. So he paid. Wow. He paid, and it was takmili. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, that's better. I mean, and that's they re- remove like uh, for masters and PhD. I think the the honors. You know, you get like you, he got MTS, mm-hmm. but like the Martaba the Sharaf al that that stuff that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that might be more proof that it's uh, that mm-hmm. is takmili only. Jimmy. So just to explain to the listeners and viewers, takmili and risala. Uh, we explained this before when uh, we had Muhammad on the podcast, but. The Risala is pretty much one year of studying and then three years you're on your own. Mm-hmm. You're, you're expected to do a, a much longer in-depth research uh, thesis, which is supposed to be, I think, 
the shortest can go is 280 pages up to 900 pages. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be the height. Mm-hmm. Then tech immunity is two years or two and a half years where you do studies throughout, I think, the year and a half, mm-hmm. I would say. I think it's different in different places. Mm-hmm. Yours yeah. is a year and a half, year right? And a half, yeah. I think in Medina, Hadith, I think he said it was two years, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. Muhammad. Yeah. And then you have a semester to a year to finish your Risada, which is supposed to be anywhere from, I've seen, I've seen as low as 50 pages mm-hmm. up to... 280 pages mm. yeah so somewhere between there. Long, yeah. actually yeah. you break it down like that i think it's risala then okay because i remember they only did one year uh, uh, studies Hajiya. studies okay and i know the risala it was about two years i know our hadith program here mm-hmm. is is risala as well mm. so you want to do it for one year studies and then you're on your own for you guys years. are nerding out Dahi. <laughs> 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 Thank you, so let's move forward mm. Akhi, may allah bless you and uh grant you tawfiq in your endeavors inshallah whatever you decide to do and grant you uh success um, moving forward, I had a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. More, more so, <laughs> look at you guys getting off, drinking my water. Getting, uh, get ready. Uh, <laughs> pass out. <laughs> um, I wanted, I wanted to get you guys' opinion on something that I've seen. It's been going around um, as of lately, and it was a post. Mm-hmm. And here it is. Here, I'm not going to say who said it or anything mm-hmm. like that, because it's been something said by more than one person. So it says it, it was a, a tweet saying, telling the youth that working a job. It's for slaves. It's toxic and contradicts the teachings of Islam. Some prophets worked for themselves and some worked on occasions for others, which is also honorable. Strive to be successful, but the most important thing is to earn a lawful living. And then they mentioned the hadith of uh, Musa alayhi salam or the, the ayah of Musa alayhi salam working under Shu'aib. Mm-hmm. Um, before we even jump into it, and I get you guys' opinion and thoughts on it. I'm not bringing this up to speak about anybody in particular. I'm talking about the mesela mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. mesela specifically in the wording of it. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, I have my thoughts on it, mm-hmm. but maybe you guys, let me hear what you guys have to say first. Mm-hmm. The issue is first time I'm seeing this. I don't even me know too. what the background is. That's why, that's why I didn't want to, I didn't want to show you guys throughout the week. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to, you, I wanted to get you guys mm-hmm. reaction right now. Yeah. So, let me read it again. I read yeah. it slowly and go through it word for word. Yeah. Telling the youth that working a job is for slaves Mm-hmm. is toxic and contradicts the teachings of Islam. Mm-hmm. Some prophets worked for themselves and some worked on occasions for others, which is also honorable. Strive to be successful, but the most important thing is to earn a lawful living. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm. Okay, well, mm-hmm. if, if I mean, f- working for someone, mm. what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. That's, wrong that, with that. that's what they're, they're saying. They're saying there's nothing wrong with working under someone. No, mm-hmm. I mean, Musa yeah. alayhi salam, mm-hmm. like in Surah Al-Qasas, mm-hmm. the uh, Shu'aib mm-hmm. said to him that uh, I'll marry uh, my daughter after you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You work for me so many uh, eight years mm-hmm. or the like. So, so Musa alayhi salam, he did that and he worked for him and mm-hmm. he got married and everything. Mm-hmm. Can't see a problem with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No. Working for yourself, if you can do that, that's good as well. Mm-hmm. But if someone actually said, or saying to the youth that working a job is for slaves, and this is extremely misguided. This is crazy. Yeah. Where, where, what's the proof for that? Where did you get ex- that from? Extreme. That's yeah. extreme. Not just extreme. That is. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. So is it? Let me ask you a question. Is it possible yeah. that every person on earth works for themselves? Yeah, it's not. Of course not. That, that's that's something normal, and that's that's how life is, yeah. and, and 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 it's not it's not something degrading. Mm. There's nothing wrong wrong about it. Sahih. And I do definitely agree with the with the ending bit. I don't even know I don't even know who wrote this. Strive, strive to be successful. He didn't, even, he didn't even tell us who wrote this, but I don't think it's important. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not wrong. It's not important. important. No, no. The statement yeah. that says strive to be successful, but the most important thing is to earn 
a law for living. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I agree with that. For me, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with everything um, Muhammad just mentioned. The only I like thing, I like agree. Huh? I like yeah. agree. No. I agree. If this person just worded it wrong, and what they mean is that it, like, try to strive, or like whatever whoever they're responding to, I guess, to um, that it's better that you, uh, like, try to strive, or like if it's an encouragement to try to work for yourself mm-hmm. and not always be under it's like i i believe that mm-hmm. i believe that if you can do it if you can start a business if you can that is actually the best case scenario this, this is this is kind of like what mm-hmm. you're saying is kind of mm-hmm. like how i first understood it mm-hmm. which is i want to get more clarity on so telling the youth that working a job is this is for slaves is toxic mm-hmm. this sentence right here i was wondering who exactly was saying that working under someone is makes you a slave exactly. and do they mean do they mean exactly that you're abid yani, you're a slave yeah i don't think because they mean well, growing up in the west yeah. especially in america i'm not sure how i was in the uk yeah. i think toronto probably was saying yeah we, we used to grow up and we'd be like man i'm slaving it today. yeah 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 you know they yeah, get yeah. like meaning like they you're me working slaving. under someone and you're yeah. working long hours yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're you have to you have a boss to tend to exactly you can't go and pray juma on your exactly, own your exactly. business you have to ask for off exactly Aid. You have to ask for off. Yeah. You have somebody, a superior, you have yeah. to look for it, which mm-hmm. is obviously mostly kufar in this mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. It's not Muslims. You know, mm-hmm. like the situation with Musa and Shuaib where you're mm-hmm. working under a Muslim, yeah. a righteous individual, a so, prophet. Yeah. So yeah. that's different. It's different. Now, if somebody is saying, it needs to be, uh, the terminology needs to be explained. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. somebody is saying you're actually a slave, then I don't think nobody's saying that. You're not yeah. on a plantation. You're not, yeah, exactly. you're not chained up. You're exactly. not working for someone. Okay. Exactly. However, you are limited. You're limited. In restricted. My, uh, restricted. Yes. In my in my uh, experience back in the states, like I had, to, I mean, my job in the hospital was the most open. Mm-hmm. I could kind of like play around best because I worked mm-hmm. for an agency. Mm-hmm. Anything else though, Juma, you yeah. gotta make sure you ask. Yeah. Which some people still More struggle with yeah. getting out for, for yeah. Juma. Yeah. Uh, prayers mm-hmm. difficult. We even yeah. talked about it before when praying time at yeah, work yeah. and stuff. You gotta yeah, hard, you gotta yeah. maneuver. Exactly. Um, aid. Yeah. Uh, different things for family might come family. up. Whatever case yeah. may be. I'm not going to say you're a slave, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But you it resembles you being That's under right. somebody who's a superior. Yeah. And this is and if a person is saying it from that angle, meaning, mm-hmm. Yanni, you're very restricted. Get mm-hmm. your own. Be yeah. a, try to be an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Try to get some more but stuff. Even, sorry, but even yeah. that's wrong. Mm. Even. What's I mean, wrong? What's wrong? Exactly. What's wrong with that statement? I don't know the exact wording of the statement that's mm. been quoted here, mm-hmm. yes. Mm. But working a job is for slaves, even if that person means you're restricted. And in a sense, the problem with this statement it is too general. That's the. That's, pro- that's what I was trying to say. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. And and it's a very general statement. What is understood by this? Yeah. No, no. Say. It being general is the problem itself. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Because, yeah. because the yeah. issue is, it gives you the impression. This is the impression I've got the moment I read this. Mm. Is that working for someone? You're degrading yourself. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I could be working mm-hmm. a job, but yeah, I got a lot wrong. of money. Yeah. I could be working a job, but I'm very flexible. Doctors, doctors have doctors, have, have yeah. people they have to go back to. Doctors, Lawyers have people yeah. they yes. have to go back to. Mm-hmm. So this that's the, the impression I get from the statement mm-hmm. is working for someone. You're degrading yourself. But this is the problem. That, but, this, this. but this is my thought. This is why I think that that's not intended. Me too. When somebody because says, who can I don't say know, that? But because nobody says that. Yeah. You, you Everybody know. works to some for somebody to a certain degree yeah. for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, so when you say, so is it intended the way I understood growing up, like culturally, meaning like you're slaving, you're working yeah, hard, you that, have yeah, somebody like a that. boss you got to go back to, you got or long that's, hours. That's not the impression job. from reading that. That's yeah. not the impression that I would get. That's what I'm saying. Maybe <laughs> you guys don't use that terminology. Yeah, in UK. we have yeah. the same that's terminology. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's exactly why I wanted to wait it until the podcast to you because I wanted to see yeah. what you might have thought about it. Yeah. No, for me, for me, that, that's the, the the impression I get from this statement is 
if you work for someone you're degrading yourself you're better mm-hmm. than this why would you do this to yourself when mm. i see it as looking at the situation was bad for sometimes sometimes actually sorry but sometimes working <laughs> for someone mm-hmm. is much more liberating than working for yourself me personally i'll tell you how for me i absolutely hate working for people mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i've been like that i think that's from most a very people. young age i mean most even people. the prophets most of them had their own jobs they yeah. were even looking after the sheep they were doing tijara yeah. even the companions mm-hmm. when yeah. the companion would come to medina and they was he was getting offered i think it was abu sadi al-khudri he was getting offered uh you can work in the fields with me get these things and also i have one of my wives that you can have yeah he said dulni ala sukh. Yeah. show me where the sukh is i'm going to i'm going to go get my own money i'm going to be you know get my own absolutely people are different so for me on a personal level Yes, I'd rather work for myself and I have been for a very long time mm-hmm. just doing my own thing than uh, clocking in and out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not for me. But mm-hmm. truth has to be said. Mm-hmm. It has its benefits. Yeah. The benefits being that whatever you're working on and your responsibilities is restricted to those hours. Mm-hmm. Outside those hours, you can do whatever you like. You don't need to worry about work. You don't need to worry about emails or messages or whatever. But it when you're working for yourself, mm-hmm. when you're doing your own thing, you it's don't hard. have you it's know, tough. Yeah, you it's don't tough. have that you know this is work this is family life this you don't have that you're kind of like it, it can easily mm. overtake you and and instead of being a slave for someone mm. you could start of being a slave for you know the dinar with dunya and yeah. <laughs> running yeah. after yeah. money yeah. it is a, it's a level of fitna it's a mm. level of it takes over your 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 life and it could <coughs> have effect more effect on your ibadah so it's got its benefits both it, it, that, it, it, that is true mm. until you have people working for you to do that yeah like when you're just yeah, overseeing that's yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. another level yeah that's, that's another, another level, level. so it's true time. in the beginning most likely you'll start it but, on but your but own let me ask you this hard. Muhammad what what job is it that you're going to go home and now you have family life and you can separate like you just said you said working as a job working as a uh, a business person is much more busy much more stressful yeah. you got to focus you got to etc then you said from the so that's the benefit of it of not of working for somebody is you don't have to really worry about that stuff yeah mm-hmm. if it's not the office now, let me job ask for the you, most what part job what job any job that's not an office like job like what like what you, you could be a driver you could be a restaurant so, worker oh, you could oh, be whatever okay You're so, not take so, any okay, so, home. Okay. so this is this proves my point of which i think this is what the person is talking yeah. about yeah you're talking about ex- restricted. Yeah, restricted this is where a person says that you might be slave in it or oh, actually, I, I, I don't believe this is means that you're a slave i think what they're trying to say is you resemble somebody who's very restricted yeah and and that's and uh, for example if you're an uber i mean uh, a taxi driver like you said or record in a restaurant these are basic jobs that probably minimum wage yeah you're not getting nowhere yeah. So not only you're restricted, but you're also living paycheck to paycheck for the yeah, most part. For the most part. So I think the person, and I, I don't know who he's talking about. I don't know who it's referring to. Yeah. But I'm guessing they're saying, be better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 do this. Yeah, but yeah. I don't believe that. Don't I don't believe exactly. that is don't better. Settle. I believe it depends on your situation. No, you could have a very comfortable, high-paying job, even as a coder. Mm. Even if you're a coder as well. Mm. That's not that. You no, can no, get co- a lot coders, of money. Coders take their work home. Now. They take their work home. Yeah, you, don't to, you, don't to, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. But that's yeah, most of the time. You have to. For the that's most of the engineers, time. doctors take their work home. Any even brother I know. Their, even nurses take their work yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. anywhere from the, a mid a mid class to high class job, you're taking your work home. Yeah. The only per- person who's not taking it home is that low class individual. Yeah. Which I think this is talking about. I don't know. A person working. Any brother I know that works in coding, software engineering, this and that. They have their hours while they're on the clock, kind yeah. of, even though they kind of work on, on their own time and mm-hmm. no one's really supervising them. Mm-hmm. Uh, voluntarily is different. But the thing no, is, no, but they can't do the job unless they do, exactly. do it on their own time. Exactly. Like there's mm-hmm. so much uh, required from them 
that they have to also take it home with or them. Or you might get a call out of nowhere. Yeah, we need this. I remember when outside I was in the hospital, hours. I'd get a call outside of work hours yeah. saying, we need you to come in right now. Somebody yeah. just called off. Yeah. Mm. You got to show up. You got to go. Uh, another mm. point to the point Muhammad was mentioning, uh, like the, a counter where, where you're, you're uh, because the point he made, which is true to some extent, which is you only need to worry about the job in the hours that you're there. And then the rest of it, you live your life. But you will get restricted from the angle of, like Juma'ah, we said, and mm. this and that. You don't really get to live your life. You have to get the permission but, from but even them. That, I would it say restricts only, you. But still. even with that, I would only say is that's really, really suitable for the low-class jobs. Yeah. And yeah. when I say low-class, I'm not saying putting people over another, but I'm talking about the basic jobs that, like, labor, labor, or, basic yeah. labor jobs. Yeah. They call them, like, uh, what do they call them? Blue-collar jobs, yeah, right? Yeah, These yeah. lower... Nine-to-five jobs. Nine-to-five nine jobs. To five. Them is the only ones where you want to go home and you're probably going to not to take your work home. Yeah. Anything up from teacher on up, yeah, you're yeah. more than likely going to yep. be bringing your work exactly, home. Exactly, that's true. So you will, you will kind of kind of get affected. affected. But where, where do we get from that? Um, where, How do we get into this? Uh, <laughs> into what? Into what question. it means. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. The question, we're talking about the topic right here about uh, taking work home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because of slave. Working a job is for slaves. In a sense that okay, who said you're free if you're working for yourself? Mm-hmm. Who said khalas when you're working, you got flexibility? Some people have this impression mm-hmm. working for yourself that you can like <laughs> Tim Ferriss four hour work week. Mm-hmm. La la, you need to work up to that. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna it's, take it's, you ten, twenty while, years to, get there, to right. get to the four hour work of week. Course, of course, It's gonna probably gonna be more like sixty hour work week in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before you get to a level whereby you can relax and be like, oh yeah, yeah today yeah. I'm gonna work. Today I'm gonna relax. Mm-hmm. So even working for yourself in many many occasions is much more restrictive, much more headache, and much more, it will have more effect on your dean than, than working for someone. I mean, it, it depends on the situation, what's on your table, and the options that you have. Hold on, are you saying that a person who has his own business is not as flexible? Is that what you're trying to say? Or? I'm saying you, you can get, I mean, especially at the beginning. To start it, start it off. Maybe. It's going to be so much work, you're not going to be flexible. You're not going to be flexible. You're going to have a lot of hem and a lot of worry on your mind. And it's going to take over your life. And but, 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 I mean, we're talking about, like, just generally, generally, a person right now who's a business owner. Let's say your business is established, mm-hmm. okay? And a person now who's working... Nine to five. A nine to five. Mm-hmm. He's a cashier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, that person who has a job, it's clear, he's more flexible. I mean, a person who has a business... But you said he's established. That's a big if. We're talking yeah. generally. We're, I mean, we're not talking about you the phases. You don't become established overnight. The, the phases. No, but that's yeah. the point, though. To get there, you don't get established overnight. But even so, even so, you're getting established. You're still flexible enough to say, I'm going to Juma. Yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah, to go pray. Half an hour. Pray, prayer came in. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to go pray. But you're that's not on one thing. You're clock. not on anybody else's clock. Yeah. You can, maybe you can go Salah. True. Yeah. You can go Salah. Okay? Mm-hmm. But the question is, you can go Salah by your body. Right, mm-hmm. with the business to have khushur is way more difficult <laughs> than the guy who's just gonna park over his driver and pray salah. It's different, Akhi. You've got you're physically being restricted. But you can say thing, that about the nine to five. That, yeah, that you're living. Can, not you, the hem can come yeah. from the money you make. And or can become, or come yeah, from the money you're you not just, making. Yeah, that's what the I'm saying. No, the little bit. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The little you make yeah. is you're thinking about how am I paying my bills? How am I doing this? How am I doing that? Okay, I know a lot which of one people, is more fulfilling? Yeah, I know, but a lot of people they want to give the impression, mm-hmm. which is very misguided and very dangerous. Yes, mm-hmm. that having your own business is something easy, flexible. Oh, not no, easy. no, that's, Chill. A, that's a different conversation. It's yeah, not it's easy. Not easy. It has and, and I don't know anybody who runs a business who's going to say it's easy. No, it's not easy. I don't. I was talking to a brother, a Saudi brother. He was like, he was trying to get his business going. He was like. 
Actually, I feel like I got four four wives. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just that busy. And it was, yeah. and I know the brother, like he was working very hard all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's beside the conversation. We know it's going to be difficult. Yeah. I see that's restriction. Sorry, without a for doubt. me, that's a level of restriction to, to well. get established. Yeah, but yeah. we're comparing Getting the a, actual. There's things you want to do that you we're can't talking do. About having a business and that not what you get there. Also, we're Muhammad, you're talking about one particular time period and where somebody is. Who one, 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 so? second, one second, let me finish. It's a phase. Somebody who is working hard is that they're in a phase yeah. to do something and they're just working hard and grinding. I can say right now, magister is hard, mm. but does that mean? Uh, I'd rather not have a magister or not have a PhD or a BA, a P, a BA or anything like that. Yeah, There's going to be times where it's going to be harder. Yeah. You not just time, though, but who said that's the thing, though. That's the it, thing with business. The thing with business is that it has a level of risk to it. It could be that you're in that phase for a very long time, and it could be as well you're in also that you're in that phase for such a long time and eventually it doesn't work out. Whereas working for someone gives you a peace of mind, just relax, go to work, and do uh, your thing. Peace and do of what mind I only in to one an extent, point. To an extent. But I'm how saying you it live? has I think you're going to generals, yeah. I mean, you're going to it like... It has to be general. You can't be no, no, too I mean, I'm sorry, specific. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying you're not going into the general. The huh. general aspect of a person who has a business. Let's keep it I very face value. No, I prefer that for myself. A person who has a business versus a person who's working as a cashier, for example. Yeah. What are the lowest of the jobs, meaning like money-wise? Minimum wage, basically. Minimum wage. Can't compare to Achie, you, you can, can have a business and go bankrupt. Achie. Of course you can. If, and you can lose if, your job. If, if, you can if, lose if, your if, job if, and be on the street. I'm talking about specifics <laughs> as far. I mean generalities <laughs> as for a person who has a job. You can't say he's not going to say I'm not going to Juma. No, but you can go business. I'm too busy. You can yeah, have yeah, a business. Yeah. He's not going to do that. Yeah. Achie, you can have a business. You can work on your business. You might spend seventy hours a week on that business. And if you calculate, you might be making like two dollars an hour. But you can say no. That's extrime. It, it's possible. <laughs> no, that's true. But, but but okay, we can say uh, in a nine to five, you can lose your job and you're broke now. We can it's say true. a lot like uh, but if, we we talk, that's ifs. what we're we saying. Gen- yeah, the ifs are so many. You, you have to general. keep it just general. general. Like specific scenarios, we can't really answer. I think the best thing, thing that can be said is what works for you. Okay. Also, another thing that I want to point out is the fact of working in the West, right? Yeah. Obviously, if and the person who put this tweet, he's in the West. So if you're talking about in the West, right, I think it goes without being said. It's more mm, hopeful that we can encourage the people to become business yeah. individuals. Meaning be we them. can get our – This, I mean, this is how communities can be built. Mm-hmm. By you maybe trying to open up a school mm-hmm. or you trying to open up that corner store we need with halal mm-hmm. foods mm-hmm. or open up that restaurant we need. For, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is how communities can be built if we're yeah. encouraging. Now, it needs to be said we're not saying – not to take a job to get there on mm-hmm. the way up or mm-hmm. anything like that. But this, I don't know. I feel like the tweet is just a little, yeah. it's mixing it. The words, some, some also the wording, yeah. No, no, the, the rest of it is good. I like the, yeah, the, bottom, the, the, yeah. the last part and the second one. No problem. Yeah. But I think if you talk about a particular situation, it is mm-hmm. very restrictive and hard. And yeah. I would encourage people to become busy. I mean, we have uh, Hadith and Ayat, the Prophet said, when he was asked, what is the type of earnings that are the best? Yeah. A man's work with his yeah, hand exactly. and every transaction with that, which has no type of tre- cheating or deception in it. To, to your point now of how you can even help society or communities, like Muslim communities, if you look at the communities, like majority of people generally have nine to fives. Of course. Which is nothing wrong with yeah, that. Nothing wrong sure with be it. Clear. Yeah, I'm just saying it as, as just a comparison. Yeah. Majority of people living in the West that are Muslims mm. work a nine to five. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the percentage is, but that's, that's just the fact. If you look at communities that do not have many business owners, where is their da'wah? Where, how are their communities? Whereas when you look at those who do have businesses or reached a certain level in terms of their own success. No. 
you see the fl- you see them they're flourishing usually mm-hmm. their masajid are bought, bought off they have islam schools they have a lot of different things because mm-hmm. those type of they have money to put into that Sahih. but at mm-hmm. nine to five everyone's thinking about how they're going to live they yeah. can't even really you're living check the check if, if, check you're, the if check. you're even living that yeah depending on also where you live in I the world agree, in i agree with you i don't want to yeah. work for someone but all i'm yeah. saying is that if th- it depends on the options available yeah, well, and course, for some people course. working works out better for them and this tweet is giving the impression that hey if you're doing that do nothing then, yeah it's, no it's, you're it's not work good for someone, you don't have even to, do anything. yeah go yeah, yeah. go for yeah. a bus- feel guilty about yourself yeah, working for yeah, someone because yeah. this is for a slave yeah, yeah i think yeah. the tweet is yeah, yeah 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 so so exactly mm-hmm. so what i want to do in the conversation and i'm happy i brought it up because mm-hmm. we both have different we all have yeah. different ideas on this yeah. yeah and this is why i think i this is why i personally don't tweet that much because i think twitter is really limited you can't really express exactly what you're trying to get to in a little bit of, of words, characters. Yeah. But also, I think the topic needs to have a lot more to it because yeah. it kind of, uh, we, we need to stress the fact that tijara is good yeah, in Islam. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's Islam yeah. ala tijara. Yeah. And it's something the which salaf, is encouraged. The salaf, the salaf used yeah. to encourage, mm-hmm. you know, being, uh, but also, um, it's also not bad to work that nine to five. Of course. Yeah. But if you just want to say, if if we want to say that this is actually happening, where people are saying, "I'm not going to work a nine to five because I'm below that," yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's below me. Yeah, of, course that's of course, that's wrong. wrong. That's yeah. wrong. How yeah, are you yeah. going to live? Yeah, yeah exactly. you still need to get some money. You still need yeah. to make sure you're taking care of your family, taking care yeah, of yeah. those around you, and taking care yeah. of yourself. I'm not going to work at all. Maybe they don't say no. Maybe they don't say but that. But actions. But they might feel like that about others. Mm. Oh, like, oh, yeah. look at Miskin working nine to five. Yeah. Or somebody, that happens. somebody, that happens. somebody might come to marry your daughter, and you might be like, no, 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 I'm not going to marry my daughter to you. You're not a businessman, or you work nine to five. Yeah, that happens. I think that that's 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 wrong. Of course, yeah, that's wrong. That's wrong. But I got the impression from the tweet that it was talking about more so like people who are like nowadays we have a lot of influencers and people yeah, who are yeah. trying to encourage the youth to get your Business, own, get, your get own established, yeah. get your own, you know, and, you know, but don't settle. Everyone. Don't settle for that nine to five. Yeah, don't yeah, settle. Yeah. My, my settle. keyword, settle for it. Meaning yeah. don't take it as, OK, this is me. Cut off. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. meaning don't strive for anything get, more. Yeah. Yeah. You strive, strive, strive and be the best. You but can you be have in to acknowledge that business is not for everyone. So again, you, it's 100%. all about it's yeah. all about even the person you're encouraging. Actually, going to business, mm. you do have to tell them also the truth about the drawbacks of business, hundred percent, the effects that he has, of and course, that it's not course. for everyone. Of course, it's a rough ride. Yes, but that's and if it doesn't work out, eventually it doesn't work out. Hundred percent. Then make sure you go back to nine to five. I remember one thing though. But that, that also needs to be said about the nine to five as well. Yeah. True. We need to tell the people, you know, I need that these don't also settle for don't it. settle for it. Yeah. And that's my and that's my whole issue and what I was trying to bring up here. Yeah. Because it almost I got that impression when I read it, almost like. Settle for it. It's okay. Yeah, There's no yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, Stated. Yeah. This is how the prophets used. To, this is how yeah. Prophet Musa alayhi was. Mm-hmm. That's how I got it. And it's like, mm, yeah. that's mm-hmm. where I want to talk about it yeah, because yeah. It, it gives that impression where we can. Nine to five is good. Don't it's good. Don't worry about don't it. Worry you're, about you're, you're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it's yes, it's okay. Because but we need the to tell you. Nine to five. Really you see, who's happy actually? I have a nine to five. Like some people, yes. If they if they're living the, if that's they're working true. their dream that's very job, true. <laughs> no one says, "Man, I'm so happy I have a nine to five. Yeah, yeah nobody. Yeah. Everyone so, wants to strive. <laughs> they just stay, they're stuck. They're kind of stuck. This is all I can do. When, right have now. A, when has a nine to five ever been something that you somebody wanted to seek exactly. and stay there? No, it's never. It's I, never I, been I, like. I, that. I remember though. I, I Unless remember it's your dream job a, and you think that's it, and then when you get there, you want to do your own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a friend. No, there's a there's a close friend of mine, a bro- uh, brother, and he also. He's always about business. I want to go to business. I want to do my own thing and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and and he also got recently married. And I remember saying to him, listen, listen, if you want to get into business, right, you need to have a job, mm-hmm. yes, 
that can fund your needs, yeah. you and your family. In yes. the meantime, yeah. And then pursue the business, yes, yeah. as, a, as a side thing until yeah. it becomes successful oh. and then give up on the nine to five, yeah, right? Of course. But don't be like someone who's like, oh, no, I'm he's got no work. money. Yeah, he's yeah. got no work. Yes, yeah, he's like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm going to start a business. No, no, You're going to no. get nowhere. Because yeah, that been, business is going to need time. It's going to need time to build up and become successful. So. You have to have your short term and your long term. Long term business, fine, no problem. Yeah. But the short term, who's going to pay your bills? Of course, you have <laughs> to work. Of course, hundred percent. And, and, and again, I think if if I'm, I might be, I might be wrong. Okay, mm. but what, if what I think this is about is about people who are again from these influencers trying to encourage with people getting their own business, and I'm sure that people are saying that as well. Like I'm yeah. sure that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying when you say slaves, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's not what intended meaning you're actually a slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Meaning don't it's settle for it, but you gotta take the steps to get to where you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 it, I do not even see. Sorry, mm-hmm. I don't see any correlation to put those two words in one sentence. Manish. What's that? Because that's, that's, that? that's the that's the that's terminologies. The that's the it's, it's it, culture. Exactly, that's, that's and that's why culture. I want to ask you on the yeah, podcast because I think I think it is something culturally, honestly, because. Growing up, we always would say that, but we we nobody, that nobody understood it. As slang, as slang, as slang. Nobody ever understood it. Meaning, like you're a slave yeah. on a <laughs> yeah, like you, you see someone coming down, from yeah. work construction. Man, I was slaving all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they got me slaving. Yeah, they got me slaving out here. Yeah, that's what we say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to conclude that topic with just no. um, again talking about the. Uh, the ahami of tijara mm-hmm. and the ulama encouraging with t- tijara mm-hmm. and i already mentioned the the hadith amal rajul biyadeh the person who takes his um mm-hmm. his, from the best of work is a man who works with his hand mm-hmm. and every transaction is free of cheating and deception mm-hmm. then you also have you know different ayat that encourages the going out and seeking and ulama have interpreted mean from the best of them jobs is the tijara mm-hmm. From Surah mm-hmm. Jummah, when the salah is finished, go back into the work, go back to the world, and seek out your provisions. Mm-hmm. And also, generally speaking, uh, from what I've read here, from what the ulama was speaking about when it comes to this these ayat, talking about risk in the fadl of Allah. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, it's about tijara or not tijara, but about you going to getting that risk that Allah has provided for you. You going and seeking it out. Okay, so working and going to get your own money and trying to be at the best of those being tijara or being in and in uh, some type of position of you know you controlling it is is always something good, but and that's why I didn't want to be lost just in that topic. Mm-hmm. Meaning that we do still inc- highly encourage mm-hmm. with a person trying to be a business person. Mm-hmm. But if if we look at in the context as well, mm-hmm. and if we go back in history, mm-hmm. the time of Prophet Muhammad and and those times, mm-hmm. that Aslan was the case in the sense that there wasn't this. Um, if you like society whereby you have big corporations mm-hmm. who've got like a couple of thousand people on their payroll yeah. like, e- even the guy who goes out to grab some wood and sell it on the market mm-hmm. he's working for himself mm-hmm. the person who's selling food is working for no, himself well, that is kind of like how the society so used to work well, and now I mean, in that kind of mm-hmm. situation yes it used to be that <coughs> someone might employ someone to do something for him mm-hmm. but I think that was rare compared to Compared to what we have this day in it, no, I think it was. I think it was pretty much the same because even the hadith, like I mentioned about the the companion who came to Medina, he mm. was getting what he was getting a job offer. Yeah. Come work with me on the fields. Come get mm. these things. And he said no. Show me where the sukkah is. Why I can do selling and buying. Even work with me on the fields more like mudaraba. That's the kind of agreement a lot of people used to have, which is look, we'll work together. Mm. Yes, or I bring the money, mm-hmm. you bring the work. We split 50-50. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of the agreements were. Mm-hmm. As opposed to today, no, uh, this is per hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might have existed, but this yeah. used to be a lot of... But even the Prophet uh, who did no. he work under? Yeah. Khadija. He went, Khadija. He went, nah, when, he did he not work under yeah. her? And yeah. she yeah. was a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was definitely there. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
But it was all it was always understood that mm-hmm. being in a business or give, having your own was under was respectable, no. right? And that's yeah. the 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 higher, yani the higher uh, goal to be sought after. Even yeah. the hadith you can derive the hadith that says to to pay your employee before their sweat. That's proof that there was. No, I mean, it wasn't like the way it is today. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. corporations <laughs> and yeah, 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 thousands yeah, yeah. of people. And yeah, 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 paychecks. No, I'm, I'm happy I brought it up. Uh, this is the yeah, first time I brought something up kind of like uh, random. Oh, like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Surprise, surprise. We used to have like yeah. questions, me and Muhammad, but I think it kind of died out. So I'm like, okay, how can I bring it back a little bit? What I liked about this, Akhi, is we, as generally speaking, as human beings, yes, we see a statement. Yeah. And we see the person who said it. Yeah. We can't deny it. Mm-hmm. The person who said it, the, the, the statement is going to be affected by the person who said yeah, it. When you it? look at it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of like blindly have to judge a statement without knowing <laughs> yeah, who said yeah, it. Yeah. I think I think there's value in that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's know? why I was going to mention because all of us now, or I think me and you, Abdul Hamid, we kind of understood this term slave similarly because we mm. use it. Mm-hmm. And Muhammad differently. But uh, I forgot to mention and what I wanted to mention when you first said it is only if we knew who it was mm. we would ma- it would help us know maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. it does um, make no, no no doubt that who the person who says it the context the makes a difference might yeah, make a difference yeah. absolutely yeah, but yeah. nevertheless it's also good sometimes yeah, to not even know <laughs> to have a to have a look <laughs> yeah, what, you, what your take is on it without exactly. knowing who without, said it exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it could be your own tweet it could be your friend's tweet yeah yeah you just forgot you forgot exactly I think that was nice moving to the last uh topic i did have some questions from last or our last podcast but time is getting kind of the essence now mm-hmm. um abu saleh no. you had did a few um talks mm-hmm. uh regarding feminisms mm-hmm. uh, femi- feminism and mm-hmm. the evils of it and how it contradicts islam and things like this mm-hmm. i personally didn't get an opportunity to listen to it mm-hmm. but I, I figured hey you're coming to the yard mm-hmm. let's do a podcast and so. then you can help break down some of the things that you already talked about it's before uh, on this important topic because obviously it's an important topic and we know that it contradicts Islam and it contradicts mm-hmm. and hur- it hurts the growth of our communities. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe you can give us any the asl or mm-hmm. the uh, 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 maybe you could say a, a small wrap up of mm-hmm. that lecture because I'm sure it was hours long, right? It was almost two hours long, yeah, yeah that lecture. Um, so now in, in, in brief, what I'll do, what I'll try to do in uh, in, in this segment is uh, mention I uh, like highlight very important points that um, the Muslim in general and the Muslim woman in general has to know about this movement mm-hmm. and also how they are harmed and also for us in general as as Muslims like what are the signs um, and what what are the signs what are the slogans and the chants of this movement what do they tell the Muslim woman um, that she's going to get from following the principles or the tenets of this of this movement um and then inshallah with you know we can just go back and forth with it jermaine i seen you some you sent nah. um some bullet points and things so nah. i'm just gonna put that on the screen as well yeah so, so feminism in general i'll give you like i won't give you like uh, a quote of anyone specific mm-hmm. but like in general when they define what is feminism they define it uh by saying that it's advocacy for women's rights no. and equality for women. Um, that's a very broad and ambiguous and vague definition, mm-hmm. especially when you compare it with what the feminist movement actually does yes, and what they actually promote and what they actually convince women 
whether it's direct or indirect mm -hmm. and whether it's uh, subtle you know um and so islam obviously is not just for women's rights but for all rights mm -hmm. and there's justice for all mm -hmm. even animals mm -hmm. and so obviously a, a woman will have rights the problem that exists for the muslim woman today in the in the, in the well, and we'll talk about like how it's spread and, and and all of that but the problem the main problem that exists and why in the lecture that i gave i mentioned that feminism and its actual beliefs mm. the the beliefs in it is actually secularism mm. in the end meaning godlessness mm. because what it tells you is uh, that to, to achieve these rights or where they even derive mm -hmm. what the rights of women are it does not go back to the Quran and Sunnah mm -hmm. it goes back to man-made laws mm -hmm. or in this case woman-made laws mm -hmm. so it's telling women that these are your rights but at times they're not the rights that Allah gave her mm -hmm. or you know, Allah and his messenger mentioned so the source for feminism is actually liberalism and they do not want any governing um, any religion to govern these rights, okay. or any, any whether it does not just Islam, even if Christianity, whatever it is, mm -hmm. they don't want any type of religion or God or anything telling a woman what her rights are and, and what her duties are or anything or what her role is as a woman. Mm -hmm. So that shows you that the actual asal is kufr. Mm -hmm. The actual of what it goes back to is actually disbelief. Mm -hmm. So the Muslim woman in general now, it, you know, in our time isn't seeking kufr. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know that. She's seeking rights for herself and equality for herself and things like that. And especially when they're in the West where this stuff is mostly promoted, um, you can kind of get lost. If, you, if you're if you a Muslim woman who grew up in the West or born in the West and that is all you're hearing mm -hmm. because that is where the oppression of the woman, where when, what, they'll t what they tell us when it originated, mm -hmm. the, the feminist movement or feminism, um, is that women, you know, did not do not get paid? Mm -hmm. So the pay, the wage, you know, between men and women is not equal, and, mm -hmm. and and these type of things. So there's always this advocacy and campaigning for rights and women's rights and and, the, and you know these things. So the Muslim woman who's in this society gets caught up in all of that and also is trying to seek it. Mm -hmm. Now though, the the wave is meaning seeking some type of rights. Yeah, some type of rights, mm -hmm. some sort some sort of equality, mm -hmm. like what she's putting forth that she gets what she's owed, what she's not deserved. Not going back to the Sharia. Exactly, not going That's back it. to the Sharia. So, 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 so basically, there's nothing wrong with standing up for women's uh, rights. Nothing at all. But the question is, mm -hmm. what are women's rights? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that exactly. That's, that's, where that's, it comes that's, that's 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 what it is. So, and then where do they get their rights from? So, what mm -hmm. are they, of course? Yeah. And then what's the source? What tells a woman, a Muslim woman today, these are your rights, these are your duties, this is your role mm -hmm. as, a, as a human being, as a woman. Mm -hmm. The feminist movement also likewise with liberalism and, and, and secularism and these things that don't want anything to do with religion to govern how society should function. Mm -hmm. uh, even what we see today in the LGBTQ um, movement and all these other movements, the main thing that the common denominator basically the thing that unites all of these things is they never want to go back to a you know what governs these things or decides what things how things should be is a religion mm. or a god meaning us as muslims we know that we submit to the commands of the commandments of allah so the commands of allah this is right this is wrong 
this is permissible, this is impermissible. You're saying it's built upon an uh, atheistic type of atheistic. approach. Which is separating... It's secularism. Um, secularism. Yeah, secularism. Se- yeah, separating atheism se- is yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah sec- separating um, religion from religion state. From state. Yeah. So the thing as a Muslim that governs how we function, how every aspect of life functions, the ma- the, mar- the marriage, you know, the marriage, uh, government itself, um, the role of a man, the role of a woman, uh, the, the relationship and their rights and their duties, all these things is our religion. We go back to our religion for all of these things. Mm-hmm. So there's no difference when it comes to women's rights. Mm-hmm. As a Muslim, that's your belief. Yeah. But, the well, but, but yeah, even yeah. For, for them, yani, if, if we look at it, because I always tell the people that when you find people in the West mm-hmm. uh, advocating for certain causes or, or the, the way they see things, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. you have to look at it in light of their situation, yeah. yes, and don't equate that between us as Muslims. Let me give yeah. you an example. Uh-huh. When the uh, liberal or the the non-Muslim, the kafir, when mm-hmm. they talk about, for example, uh, the religion being modernized for the 21st century, mm-hmm. they're looking at it from a perspective of a religion that they have changed, the yeah. Bible. Yeah, they don't exactly. have a book yeah. that is being preserved for 1400 years. Exactly. They want to make sure that their religion is modern for these days because the man-made religion exactly. it has changed. Yeah. And I agree with them. Mm-hmm. Yes, you want, you want to modernize Christianity mm-hmm. this century and next century? Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Do that because the guy who, who wrote your Bible in the 1500s mm-hmm. <laughs> does, th- doesn't know what's happening today. Mm-hmm. But you can't come with that perspective to Islam exactly. now. Islam is a preserved religion. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the knower of the unseen. Mm-hmm. He knows what is suitable now yep. and he knows what is Til suitable until the end of time. Yeah, end yeah, of time. Yeah, exactly. Same thing when it comes to this. When you look at these people that are standing up for women's rights and these sort of things and mm-hmm. and, and, and like you said, they would never want to go back to a situation whereby these things are governed by religion. Mm-hmm. It's because they're looking at what mm-hmm. Christianity yes. and, and, and the exactly. Christian state has done and yeah. their crimes yeah. and, 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 and how... They used to be oppressed mm-hmm. in the name of the Bible. Exactly. In the name, in the, they're looking at that. They don't want to go back to that. Exactly. Okay. But now, this is not the same perspective f- mm-hmm. for perspective for us as Muslims. Mm-hmm. For us as Muslims, yeah. we are proud to go back to the Quran and Sunnah mm-hmm. and judge one another by the Quran and Sunnah because mm-hmm. the religion that is built upon justice. So mm-hmm. do not look at things yeah. through their lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think that that's really the, the biggest takeaway. That's here. what it is, and 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 in reality, I did the lecture on liberalism, another lecture other than the feminism one, and I mentioned this point that the state of the Muslims today, and this is actually it leads to why feminism, and that'll be a point later, but why has it actually been successful in convincing the Muslim woman to follow this way, and that this is how you're going to going to get your rights, and this is what you should follow and what you should believe. Your, your success and your happiness is in this movement. Mm-hmm. It's because the asal is that um, just like in the time of the, 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 the French Revolution and, 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 and that state, the Christian state, what the they did to the... the, the yeah, right. So they, they oppressed them with the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so they caused atheism and secularism to come up. People who fought against the church to get rid of it because there was oppression in there. Now, Muslim women are convinced that they're oppressed. Mm. They're convinced that their religion is oppressing them. Man, some mm. people might be oppressing them no, but in the name j- of religion. That 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 no, that is another point. But I mean, yeah. the, the, wh- how do the West? How does the West convince the Muslim woman the, the, that the, this the is Muslim how she woman goes? Is being oppressed. That she, yeah. Well, she but but it's true, though. But we have, to, we have to we have to be honest. Mm. There are a lot of things, yes, mm-hmm. that 
are there in certain cultures. Mm. Yes, that people in that culture they uphold and they 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 do to women or certain rights they take that, from that's them. That's true. That has nothing to do with Islam. That's, that's true. 100%. But that's not what what the kuffar don't only use that. They use, yeah. for example, the hijab itself is exactly oh. yeah. wearing a veil yeah. itself. Mm. Is a wearing a veil itself is a form of oppression. Not no, just some cultural things yeah. that no, 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 no. Those we also separating agree. between a man and a yeah. woman, for example, exactly. at schools or something. Yeah, so, so that's gonna come. No, all I mean, of these the kufar they do, of course. But mm-hmm. my point is, it might be a trigger for some women, yeah, I have Muslim that women, where you're gonna being oppressed by yes, some yes, people yes. in the name of religion when it's nothing to do with religion. They might develop this level of you know. There's a trauma and some emotional aspect. Yeah, that is the point. What you're mentioning now, that's gonna come. How they succeeded one mm. of them is yes what you're yeah. mentioning mm. but i mean the kuffar in general the 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 campaign or the what they spread is that covering because in the west that's why you're liberal you're free mm-hmm. so islam is restricted automatically you're oppressed that's the mentality that I, the yeah, right to know? the right to wear whatever yes, you like exactly the yeah. right to who wear said that's your right exactly yeah. that's the thing so mm-hmm. now when a muslim woman is fighting for the right that she can wear whatever she wants or she can dress however she wants and no one can dictate to her how she but Allah is the one that of is dictating. Yeah. So that's where the secularism, atheism comes from. So it does, it's a it does, form so of Islam, yes. Islam and mm-hmm. feminism mm-hmm. are just completely incompatible. Incompatible. From from that direction. Yeah. From direction of, you know, mm-hmm. you have to submit in Islam yeah. to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Will and Allah's will and command. Mm-hmm. And you only can request those rights yep. that Allah has that given Allah you. Has given you. Yes. Yeah, just and like they, a, and they, yeah. they will look at it as um, saying, like feminists, they'll say you submitting to this type of belief, Quran mm-hmm. and Sunnah like that, which is was sent down by this Prophet Muhammad sallallahu mm-hmm. alaihi wasallam. They will look at that as that's patriotic. Yeah. So mm-hmm. aslan to them, that is an aslan of oppression for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meaning, because a man, because a man is in charge, in telling charge. you what to do yeah. and how to live your life. So even Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, they're like, yes. it's a man. Yes. It's I mean, this is level. I mean, this is the extreme is aspects of feminism. There, yes, there's you see the signs of it now. Though. Yes, you see it's signs of it. I mean, there's amongst Muslims, and I think you were even talking about like generally, it started off with something small, like mm-hmm. a first wave yes. feminism, for example. Yes. We're started off as small as women looking for rights to vote, yes, rights to equal pay and work, mm-hmm. or, or not equal pay, but work yeah. in the different environments yeah. and things like that. Now it's kind of like mm-hmm. completely, yeah, it's yeah, completely yeah, separate. It's, 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 yeah. So now. We'll talk about like the methods because mm-hmm. some of the points we're mentioning are that they're actually points that are going to come. Mom's so we'll t- talk about them more clearly a little bit later. But the methods that are used to spread it, so it's spreading and it's spreading like wildfire. Mm-hmm. This movement and, and convincing the Muslim woman that there are rights out there that she's not getting. There is this. Obviously, there are oppression. There is oppression, like you mentioned. There's mm-hmm. certain, there's oppression. There's this this and that. But the context of where feminists are where they originate from is the West. Mm. It's the Western world. And this is what they convince you when they teach you about the origins of feminism mm. is that it started in the West where in America or things like that, women could not even vote. She was not even considered a human being. She was not equal to a man even by definition in, 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 in the West. Yeah, you, you belong previously. to your you belong to your husband. To your husband. You're like property almost. Exactly. <clears throat> you take your husband's last name. Mm. So you lose your family name. Your you identity. Lo- your identity. Islam does not have that. Exactly. Islam uh, does not have that. Subhanallah. So 
Uh, a woman is a woman in her, uh, if, and from the beginning of time. It's not mm-hmm. something we made up 100 years ago, but it's mm-hmm. always been like that. Mm-hmm. A woman keeps her lineage and keeps her name. Mm-hmm. So it's not even permissible, actually, Islamically, for her mm-hmm. to do that. Exactly. Let mm-hmm. alone, you know, it's not even a choice. It's not allowed for her to leave her, you know, father's and, and this, uh, sorry, drop her Just name. to intercede, this type of oppression was happening to women has happened for years. For years. And this, and this is why Islam came with the rights of the women. Exactly. To help exactly. establish that. From before Islam. Yeah, for, exactly. Before the Prophet came. Yeah. Exactly. To yeah. establish the rights of the woman exactly. and establish her place in her, her mechanic. Right, to inherit. 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 Yeah. 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 Exactly. Inherit is right. Yeah. One thing people don't know is today one of the angles that Orientalists and, and secularists and these people the enemies of Islam that they try to use to convince women is convince her that she's oppressed and she like just like in the West even your religion doesn't fulfill your rights mm. because they, they took it a step further now they're you know clever these people study and they want to um, you know basically from within um, misguide the people so in the West a woman doesn't have equal pay equal this equal that but even in your religion you don't have equal inheritance mm. they try mm. to get her from that angle um, but if a woman and a woman if, if that's all she knows about her religion yeah wait a minute I get half what is that it's in the Quran it's in your book that you only get half and then they don't know the laws of inheritance in general they don't know or, or like they've never studied it to know why certain things are the case and certain times actually a woman gets more than a man exactly yeah you know? true yeah, sometimes yeah. a woman <laughs> yeah. gets more than more a than man more than the man yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. in many situations actually yeah. so that's one another thing is that Many of the Western like countries and governments, their laws of inheritance, actually the asal of it, they follow the Islamic way. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. That the, 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 the foundation of even how they give certain things, even the will and certain things, mm-hmm. they followed. They don't follow the actual rules of quarter and one-eighth. Yeah, and one, yeah. you know, they don't do that, but the general uh, way of giving inheritance and fulfilling wills they actually took it from the Muslims no, no. so if these people were sincere or like honest I mean I should say if they were truly honest in telling you like if they were actually want they want good for you so they're trying to protect you from your own religion you know mm-hmm. and tell you that you're being oppressed why would they follow then why would they use our actual religion so for their inheritance protects you from your own yeah. religion yeah, yeah imagine, imagine, imagine that that's, that's what they that's what they want to convince the Muslim <laughs> woman subhanAllah they want to take away from her the most valuable thing from her mm-hmm. and they don't a lot of women inshallah, you know Muslim women have to, have to understand like why why would the West want good for you what is it that why would they want good for you like you have to think that way um and there's a lot of things. A lot of stuff is connected to a lot of different things. Co- colonization, um, inferiority complex, because now you live in the West and they convince you that you're just from Africa or India or mm. some low, you know. Um, the, they're the civilized ones, so they know better. Mm. You came from a place where women don't even know anything. And so you see a lot of women, especially our, 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 our community. Well, that's, it could be in all, all communities, but I know my community, you know, best, um, where a lot of sisters have like a, this this like uh, hatred for their culture now mm. and it could be from oppression actual yeah, oppression that is, that you know of course, from men in, in the culture and this and that yeah. but then that's why they become susceptible to these to these calls yeah it's easier for them to follow it now because this person is telling you something that you actually experienced right away you connect you follow it mm-hmm. so a lot of sisters this happens but, but I think I think that, that 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 shows the importance of please before you subscribe to an ideology mm-hmm. Or before you even ascribe yourself to an ideology, mm-hmm. right? You have to know what the ideology stands for. Just because you 
you you resonate with one or two points mm-hmm. and and you think that you know it's the whole picture this might y- yeah. you can't do that because now feminism there's so much more to it than just mm-hmm. women's right mm-hmm. like we mentioned is so much related to liberalism and also what are your rights i mean for example yeah. one of the biggest things that feminists call to is they're pro uh what's it called um what's it called again ijhab mm. Abortion. abortion. Yeah, they're abortion. pro-abortion. Yeah, yeah sometimes. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some English words just yeah, yeah, abortion, <laughs> disappear. Yeah, yeah. yeah, pro-abortion. Start yeah, thinking yeah. in Arabic and they yeah, just disappear. Yeah, yeah, so. They're pro-abortion. Yeah, they're pro- yeah. And, and, and without even any limits. Yeah, yeah. The my body, my body, my choice. Yeah. This child could be four months, life. five months, yeah. six months. Yeah, yeah. Basically pro-murder in, in some pro-murder. situations. Pro-murder, yeah. And now you're like, I'm a feminist. No, no, no. You're a feminist means X, Y, and Z. But mm-hmm. like, let me ask you again, are you a feminist? No, 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 I'm not. Yeah. Babe, next time, be careful before exactly. you say. This is, uh, <laughs> it remind me of the podcast we did a while back. Yeah. The names and attributes. Yeah. Right? I mean, the one with names and using terminology. Yes. Mm-hmm. Terminology is very important. It's very, very important. You can't attribute yourself to something not understanding it. How many yeah. people attribute themselves to the Black Lives Matter? Yeah. yeah. And they were like, What's, what it's Wait. actually about. Well, you yeah. found out when people expose exactly what they, yeah, they yeah. believe in, yeah. they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, stuck. Yeah. Exactly. Meanwhile, yeah. you were calling the Muslims to it. Exactly. So Han, or praising it, or helping them, yeah, or, or, yeah. or, or standing up for yeah. it. It's very, very dangerous. Yeah. Even, even it might be that, okay, you might just like two, three, four, five aspects of feminism, but when you start speaking good about it, you might expose another sister to it, yeah, and, and she, she might leave the religion exactly. because of your recommendation. Exactly. exactly. And this thing Allah goes Allah. back to now what you mentioned, like pro-abortion, feminist yeah. movement. Uh, pro-abortion because it's a woman's right to uh, abort right, that who? child and the man has no say in it because it's not his body okay. even Allah yeah even, even Prophet Sallam yeah and even the religion yani. yeah even yeah. the Muhammad Sallam said La, mafi. yeah a man doesn't we women we get to choose yeah that's so th- th- that's the thing and that's why what they do is they they change their mizan for them mm. that scale that they judge with is changed so Whereas as a Muslim, you're supposed to judge by what Allah and His Messenger legislated. Mm-hmm. But now they tell you it's your right. You become a God, basically. Mm-hmm. You're the one judging. Yeah. You know, you're the one judging based on your own logic or your emotions or your feelings or whatever. You're saying, Allah and His Messenger, I do not want that. Basically by action. You know, they may never say it with their mouths, with their tongues. But what Allah said, put it to the side. Mm-hmm. What Allah, the Messenger said, put it to the side. So mm-hmm. Is what I see. No. Then what? So what happens to your religion in the end? Yeah, and but this is where the connection to atheism. This comes is where the where it comes. But to wait that. a minute, maybe maybe some sisters that are hearing this mm-hmm. might have been affected by it, or maybe even not. Mm-hmm. They might be like, no, 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 of I course. don't believe in that. Of course, yeah. No, no, astaghfirullah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not pro abortion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's the point. Yeah. We're talking about what feminism is. is. Yeah, what it's it the is. the movement. Yeah. If you're not that, then alhamdulillah. Then you're not a feminist. Then you're not inshallah. a feminist. Yeah, yeah, inshallah, you're yeah. not a feminist, yeah. and don't talk good about it. Yeah. And if it's the rights that you want, my mm-hmm. dear sister, you mm-hmm. are you're entitled yeah. to your of rights. Course. But these people are not people who are advocating for your rights. For your actual rights. They're advocating for you too. Follow shaitan. Yeah. Uh, so we were, if we were to explain <coughs> feminist movie, like we were, like you just say, we're talking to a sister, right? Mm-hmm. And she might be affected with these things, like you just mentioned, Muhammad Dolly. Yeah. If we're really to say, okay, feminist movement mm-hmm. is about establishing the rights of the woman, then we'll say Islam is, a, is mm-hmm. truly yes. for the fem- the women, yes. yeah. truly for the women and establishing yeah. the rights. Yeah. Yeah. So who's the real feminist here? If you're yeah. going to take away from the the, mm-hmm. the Quran and Sunnah yeah. and go to your own ra'i, yeah. which you think is correct, exactly. and with some some state man-made rule made mm-hmm. is correct, 
Islam will establish more rights for you than any other movement. And there's there's logical ways to just convince a sister if she's sincere and really wants her rights and everything. Um, This movement in the beginning... um, is is what they what they tell you but inshallah i'm going to get into the origin of feminism mm-hmm. and show that it actually started as a weapon against the eastern world i'll just keep it general mm. um because uh, asia africa in general and the muslim world it actually was spread there before the west mm. and what they tell us in textbooks is that it started with the era of you know women's suffrage and a uh, woman had no rights to vote and she was not considered a, a human and all these things and this movement stemmed from that so that women can get their rights in America and Europe and different things. It's, that's not actually the first wave of feminism. Mm. It was used as a weapon to convince uh, in the 1800s the women in other nations that they were not getting the rights that the women in the West were getting mm. in Europe and America and things like that. It was a lie. It was a lie. Mm. The end, subhanAllah, one of the, one, one of the things that shocked me and so this I did not find on the internet or anything. In the Jamia, in Um Al Quran, we have a, a course called Al Madahib Al Fikriya. Yeah, Al Tayyarat Fikriya. Yeah, so Al Madahib Al Fikriya, I guess, what is it? Like ideological movements. I, movements, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we studied all the isms basically mm-hmm. secularism, liberalism, even democracy, all of the, what it means and what they stand for. One of the chapters was feminism. Mm-hmm. And the book we studied was a mudakira, mm-hmm. like a book compiled by the professor himself. Mm. He wrote it. Mm-hmm. And in there, in his research, he mentioned that in the 1800s, and he mentioned like the names, and maybe that too, that's too much detail for the podcast mm. now, but um, that it started in Egypt, that the women in Egypt were convinced that basically they were not getting the rights and that they were oppressed in their society. And subhanAllah, one of the biggest shocks for me right away w- during the class when I when I heard this, is that what they started with then is what they focus on most today, mm-hmm. which is now a hundred and something years later, uh, and they're still doing it. It was the hijab, subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. The first thing they attacked was convincing the Muslim woman of that time that because you're covered, you're oppressed, mm-hmm. and that you, your, your men are oppressing you, mm-hmm. and that why are you not allowed to mix with men and women and be in the same you know, job Allah force and as them and everything. Mm-hmm. That was... What started in Egypt in mm-hmm. the 1800s, and then and w- and then books were written. Christians wrote books, basically spe- uh, speaking to the Muslim women, trying to tell her that uh, your freedom to express yourself, your freedom to wear what you want, your freedom to this and that. And what was the first thing that happened? Those women left Islam. That shows you the correlation between feminism and atheism. Mm-hmm. They became atheists, and and they they had organizations and and things like that that were pumping this stuff and pushing it in Egypt. Those women who originally left Islam and became atheists, we don't believe in anything. They didn't. Some became Christians actually. Some mm-hmm. became Christians. Some became atheists. Mm-hmm. They paraded those women all over the world and brought them to the biggest conventions and th- things yeah, like that. Yeah, of course, of course. To show, you know, now I'm free. Now I'm happy. Yeah. Wasn't that a time when even back in the UK and the West, women used to wear at least some head coverings? Yes, covering? yes. Course, women yeah. were covered. Even yeah. in the, and that's the thing, subhanAllah. Yeah. And it was mentioned, subhanAllah, you mentioned that, subhanAllah, that in the book it mentions that even their women, like especially their elites, yeah. like if you see Dutch and women yeah, yeah, completely yeah. covered even more than niqab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Men did not know who their wives were. Like men, like <laughs> other men did not know this is so-and-so's wife yeah. or this. They didn't know. So, so. That's how it was. I even saw a clip recently of women in like uh, the 60s in the UK. 
it was a short clip it was black and white yeah, it was like an in- interviewer in the street asking a group of women uh, would you ever wear like what type of woman wears a short skirt these are Christian yeah, white I, women I've you saw this, that I've yeah. seen this, I've seen this. only like a skimpy woman only a, like a prostitute would ever wear everybody understood like the person yeah. who dressed like this yeah, was a prostitute you're this way yeah. you're, you're, you're associating yeah. yourself with that yeah that's and that was the society that was that tells you then that was the whole world at that time mm-hmm. like be a woman being clothed and covered that was the general thing worldwide it was not even just islam but the kuffar now liberalist atheist um, these movements they try to convince the muslim women because they're the ones still preserved mm-hmm. they're the only ones still remaining preserved Sorry. compared to others like christians and you know so in, so what happened in that time, the 1800s, was those women left Islam, they became atheists, which shows you that it's like a, it's connected. Mm-hmm. That because you have to disbelieve if you want to follow like feminist movement, like 100%. It's, it's things that you can no longer believe that Allah and His Messenger are the legislators. Mm. You can no longer. So that's how they convinced them and misguided them. Mm. And they became the figureheads and the promoters of this thing in Egypt. And they convinced a lot of women of this stuff. And that's why in Egypt up until today, we see that like this, a lot of liberalism and freedom and I have a choice and this and that mm-hmm. in their society. And it's spread to the rest of the Muslim world. And so it originally started there. Mm-hmm. Then came, you know, the woman who wages and voting. When you say and originally started, things. you mean it, it started like in the, in the Muslim lands? Muslim first, lands first. They instilled there. Yeah. Yeah, they instilled it, it, it there. They instilled it there and spread it there. Mm-hmm. And that's a tactic of the colonialists. They want to destroy from within of first course. so they can take over. After that, colonization happened yeah. all over Africa. Sahih. So this this started in Africa and in, in Asia and, 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 and um, in the Muslim lands. It spread there first. So that's the actual origin. So that's one of the biggest like hoaxes or, or deceptions that they teach us, mm-hmm. which is on purpose. No. In textbooks, if you ever learned it in high school and this and that, that feminism, they, they talk about it in a glorified way and in a, in a praiseworthy way. That it was nothing but fighting for the woman's rights. <laughs> you know, that's all it was. Yeah. There was nothing evil behind it or anything. And they started from the time in America or, or you Besides know. Besides the fact that they really wanted the women to get out and exactly. pay more taxes. Exactly. Yeah. They, they needed more money because the men were going to, to war exactly. and things like this. And exactly. And when the, the specific though attack for the Muslim women is because if they, they know Islam is the most powerful force that exists mm-hmm. on earth they know that the kuffar know islam is the truth mm-hmm. they do know that and they know that as long as the muslim family is intact their ummah is strong mm-hmm. and they know that the pillar of the family is the is the woman of course is the mother yeah. so if she becomes corrupted the family becomes corrupted yeah. and the society becomes corrupted and so the ummah becomes corrupted. Sahih, sahih. they know this these steps so they start with the woman mm. they don't start with the man they start with the woman because she's the foundation. She's the madrasa. She's the school for the children. She's the one who's teaching your children. If she becomes corrupt, your children become corrupt. And that's it. The whole future generation becomes corrupt. So they start oh. with there. They start there. The methods that are used to spread. Um, they use social media, of course, probably the biggest um, method that they use. They also use entertainment. And entertainment meaning music, movies, television shows, mm-hmm. sports, comedy. You'll see today, and they think that this is woman empowerment. This is the falsehood that they tell them. That today, for example, in the hip-hop culture, the best rappers are females. This is not woman empowerment. This is the part of the goal. Mm-hmm. They're showing that women are the same as men, just as good, just as whatever, whatever. Even the biggest 
um, or um, what do you call it, um, actors or actresses or movie stars or whatever. It's, it's like a, a wave of putting women at the forefront as if they're doing something good for them. Mm-hmm. In reality, that type of liberation is not what actually brings women success. Mm-hmm. If you look at all of those women, either in and out of marriages, divorces, never married, never in any relationship, no children, they're miserable mm-hmm. and they die alone in the end. Mm-hmm. So if that was the way of following, they have millions of dollars, yes, they're not happy. Mm-hmm. Those type of women never can keep a man at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like they have, if, if, if it was true that this, meth, uh, this um, path to follow, meaning uh, you know, be naked all over social media, uh, seek money and this and that, if this was actual freedom and liberation and happiness for the woman, how come those type of women, their men still cheat on them, mm-hmm. their men still do whatever they want, they're miserable, you see them crying all over social media all the mm-hmm. time, they're not happy. Mm. So if that, w- but that should have brought them happiness. I think, I think they, they call it the sexual liberalization, right? Exactly. Meaning the woman being able to be in charge of her own body yeah, and yeah. show herself as she pleases yeah. and use herself as she pleases. And they, and they can convince you that that is actual freedom. But what about actually, like anything that's valuable mm-hmm. in any other aspect of life, you protect it. You don't expose it to the world. Mm-hmm. I remember Muhammad Ali one time was on it on a, on a interview. They were interviewing him one time, the boxer, and he was asked about that, like your woman cover and this and that. He said, if you had a diamond, the most expensive diamond, he said, what would you do with that diamond? Would you show the whole world and run run around just holding it in your hand? Yeah, yeah. Of course, they're gonna rob you. Someone's yeah, gonna yeah. take it from you. You would put it in the most expensive place or in a safe somewhere and hide yeah, it from yeah, the world. Yeah. You might not even tell people you have it. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, think I heard another mm-hmm. one about. Uh, I think you might have said something else about like candy or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. It goes in a wrapper. Oh yes, yes, yes. I throw I it on the floor. Exactly. I step on and it, step move on it on yeah. the floor. Exactly. You still would want to eat that candy, exactly. right? Still you still want that candy. candy. Yeah. Now take one. Take it out the wrapper, throw it on the floor, yeah. put it in dirt and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Would you exactly. still like it? So the value, anything valuable, you protect and you cover you and preserve, you hide, right? you preserve, mm. and you conceal. But for the woman, for some reason, so if the if the West wanted, you know, good for you, why would they expose you and parade you and if you're valuable? Mm-hmm. Not, not just expose you. Mm. The, the Take West, advantage. I mean, it's, 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 just, it's just one of the most craziest things in the world that... Mm-hmm. No woman can disagree. Yes, doesn't matter if you're feminist, you're not, whatever. You can't disagree that in the West, the woman's body is treated like an object. It's an object. Of course. It's yeah. used to sell chocolate. Exactly. Let alone anything <laughs> exactly, else. Exactly, exactly. Okay, everybody yep. knows that. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that in the West, a woman's worth comes from the way she looks. Exactly. The amount of makeup she's yeah. wearing. Yeah. Okay? In the West, I mean, as a matter of fact, a lot of women now, they're, they're actually trying to go against that. Mm-hmm. By the whole, what's it called, the... Body shaming, whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're waking up, yes, to to this whole the, the dangers of of being judged for the way you look, mm-hmm. right? But this has been like that in the West for a very long time. It continues to be like that. But that's in actually the West. that's actually some of the same methodology, though. With the mm-hmm. with the body shaming, what they're trying it's to say only is the weight. Yeah, what reality. they're trying to say is because she looks really nice mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm not as good exactly. as well and shouldn't be yeah. the same way meaning yeah, they only should, use it for that they still say like you should market me and yeah. still like use me as an object yeah, and things yeah, yeah. Oh. but Even we're on I'm the obese. same yeah but we're on oh. the same level yeah, 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 yeah. so just because she looks nice doesn't mean that yeah, yeah, she's yeah. the better <laughs> you that's know what I'm saying that, yeah, that's the they're trying to tell you forget the eyes forget yeah, your eyes I'm still a woman so still put me on a high pedestal and that's how they're doing that now they do that now so I'm going to mention um the main beliefs 
of that movement in, that started in Egypt that mm-hmm. spread. This. So just list them off. Okay. You. Did you mention uh, all this in your lecture as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Call us. Because uh, we're going to get a little tight on time, so yeah, I don't yeah. want to uh, go too too in depth. No, no, no. These are just listing them. Uh, yeah. us, so the first one is to remove the hijab. Mm. Uh, second one is to uh, is the complete and unrestricted equality between men and women, and the complete abolishment of the distinctions that Islam makes between man and woman mm-hmm. as it pertains to laws ahkam. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's yeah. an important point. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. Uh, let, let's touch on that. It's gonna come it's gonna as come. an actual point All between right. equality and justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Islam, how Islam deals with it, and how they deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, ridding of plural marriage altogether. Mm-hmm. Plural marriage is oppression. Mm-hmm. You know. The, you know? Yeah. Um, complete equality in inheritance. So no differentiation. Uh, establishing and instilling the secular and atheist beliefs, whereby the Islamic legislation does not govern life or society. And that Europe and the West in general become the examples to follow in all aspects of life in society for the woman. Mm. Work, marriage, the right to have illicit relationships with whoever she pleases, whether man or woman or otherwise, whatever it is, uh, she's free to do so. This is um, pro- progression and civilization and mm. sophistication. Mm-hmm. That you know, sleep with everyone you want in the end, have nothing. That's happiness. Um, so th- those are the things that that group spread in Egypt in the beginning. Uh, why this movement uh, was successful in convincing women, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Muslim women of this. Uh, the, m- the main thing is this, the general weakness in terms of our ummah in general, mm-hmm. in terms of ilm, in mm-hmm. terms of knowledge, in terms of uh, studying the deen, in terms of following the deen, um, applying the deen in our daily lives, um, teaching our children the deen. It's, there's a There's a neglect and a deficiency in there. So, so because of that, because of that ignorance, that general ignorance that exists, they're easily convinced mm. that this is better for them. No. Since they don't even know what, what they have, the value of what they have no. in terms of Islam and its rights and what and its beauty and, and how it honors women and things like that. But I, I think uh, this has to be mm-hmm. the number one reason why, really, yeah. for, for anything. Because yeah. I'll tell you, if any sister, yes, of, of all Muslim women, yes, mm-hmm. knew Islam in detail yeah. and the rights Islam has afforded them yeah. and how Islam has honored them, mm-hmm. I don't think any sister would be inclined towards exactly. feminism or any of these kind of movements. Exactly. And this brings me to a very, very important point, mm. a really important point, which is that sometimes a lot of people, they hold it against the Tulab or the Salafiyun saying that, hey, you know, we have these people they are mm. out there on YouTube refuting feminists and refuting mm-hmm. liberals and whatever and blah and all these sort of things. What are you guys doing? Mm. Yes. The reality is that what we're doing is we're teaching the people their religion. Exactly. And when you teach someone his religion, yes, or when you teach a sister her religion, you solve all of these problems. Exactly. You don't need to focus on just feminism yeah. or just liberalism or the likes. Yeah. I mean, how many... How many of your audience, mm-hmm. or my audience, or any of the students that study with us, mm-hmm. are inclined towards feminism? Mm-hmm. I would say almost no one. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. How many of them liberalism? Mm-hmm. No one. How many of them uh, whatever? All mm-hmm. these isms, isms like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Automatically, they're not inclined towards this. Because they have some knowledge of the deen. Because they have some knowledge of exactly. the deen. So it's not about just focusing. Because these isms are never going to finish. Yeah, Today's yeah. feminism, exactly. tomorrow's whatever. Exactly. <laughs> so but, the, but the protection is knowing your deen. Exactly. And that's the th- he mentioned. There was a whole fiasco where he did attack you know the Salafi union that they 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 have a uh like you know he made he made a point that all 
sects and everything we should not look at what we are like sufi shi'i this this and that yeah. we should all focus on refuting feminism and liberalism because that's the biggest attack on the ummah today mm. now see because he has no manhaj he has no um usul when it comes to da'wah or the the, the correct da'wah mm. the thing is if you teach people tawhid right away you eliminate this issue the, what the f- foundation of what feminism Sahih. liberalism is which is you go back to Allah for everything mm-hmm. that you you submit to Allah so when someone is grounded in that this can't affect them it can't affect them because he doesn't have ilm number one he's jahil and number two he's only looking at things from so if you, someone who doesn't know tawheed you tell them feminism is wrong liberalism is wrong okay what does he have to protect him nothing and tomorrow is going to fall yeah. for the next ism exactly yeah. so you have to deal with it from the the, 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 gr- root. the, the root not from the from the top yes. not from the results yeah, and you should not yeah. you should not treat the symptoms exactly you should treat the underlying, the, the cause. underlying cause the underlying cause that yeah. muslims are ignorant of their religion exactly they're ignorant of tawhid they're ignorant mm-hmm. of aqidah they don't have yeah. a basis in their religion yeah. this is making them susceptible 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 yeah susceptible susceptible yeah to all of these different yeah. 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 Uh, problems yeah, so, so that's, that's, that's that's a problem that's i mean I, I agree i mean i would have to like just a play kind of like the balancer between it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yes of course feminism mm-hmm. is important mm-hmm. you know to refute it yeah, I mean, refute to it, refute yeah. it that's why we're talking yeah. about it on the podcast exactly, exactly. it's important to deal mm-hmm. with but to say we should all focus on feminism mm-hmm. solely exactly that's the leaving issue. tawheed yeah, that's the thing that's the issue. leaving these different the things main that, focus, or, exactly. or not leaving it he might not say leave it but he'll say the focus should be here the yeah. problem is you're not treating the asal So you have to teach the people the root, like the 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 asal, the foundation of tawhid and what it means to submit to Allah and the names and attributes of Allah and the three categories of yeah, tawhid and yeah. all of that. Once they're grounded, they'll even understand these refutations better. Of course, hundred yeah. percent. They'll know 100%. what you mean by it's the asal is ilhad. You know, it's atheism, the asal of exactly. feminism. They don't know what the heck is athe- what is that? How could it be atheism? Sahih. You know? like, like some scholars yeah. they mentioned, they say that when it comes to shubuhat, mm-hmm. it should be latma ala tariq. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like just a slap as you're walking. <laughs> yeah, away. it's like yeah, a slap yeah. on the way. A slap 100%. on the way. You establish the haq, yeah. and Sahih. then you do a lecture here on feminism, yeah. a lecture here on atheism, a lecture mm-hmm. there on liberalism. No problem. Mm-hmm. But right now, to base your whole da'wah on, I that. am the expert on feminism exactly, and liberalism, exactly. and and then also even worse than that. You being good at that now leading to people seeing you as some sort of merger exactly. or reference point in religion. Yeah. Seeing you as some kind of, of scholar, seeing you as some yeah. kind of da'i. Yeah. That is even a bigger calamity mm-hmm. than, th- than that itself. So yeah, th- I mean, even being a like um, being a specialist in feminism, labas, mm-hmm. give it to you, no problem. Being mm-hmm. a, special, a specialist in atheism, yeah, yeah, yeah. labas, yani, to understand the root causes and things like that. Mm-hmm. The problem that the biggest issue is when you're telling your followers now to look down on the people who are teaching exactly, exactly. And, and are teaching the correct way in the exactly. menhaj of and the nabi it's a big problem this is a problem exactly. and when you go with that that's that's a mushkila exactly. so you could just stay in your lane teach that yeah. and warn the Muslims if that's your you know, intention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but not to say we all need to dedicate it ourselves yeah, to that yeah, and then yeah. looking down on the people who are focused on yeah, talking yeah, yeah. at the mushkila there's a statement yeah. that they say al-kufru millatun wahida exactly. that this belief is one, is one thing is one religion yeah. one way yeah. at the end of the day all of this yes I mean I'm an Iblis yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of it goes to yeah. shaitan yeah. and Iblis and I wants to misguide people so, right yeah. and all of this Meaning go the against isms, right? the isms. all the isms yeah. exactly. and all of this go against one basic thing in our religion 
which is actually the definition of Islam. Al-istislam lillahi bil-tawheed wal-inqiyadu lahu bil-ta'ah fal-bara'atu min shirku al-ahim. When you submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with tawheed and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Quran and the Sunnah become your only reference points for what's right and what's wrong, you will be protected from all guides of all types of misguidance just like the Prophet Muhammad said, said Allah I left with you two things. If you hold on to it, you will never go straight after me. The book of Allah and my Sunnah. What you as a da'i, what's upon you is to expose and teach the people, expose them to the Quran and the Sunnah, and the Prophet has promised that those people will not be misguided. You do that, then shubhat tariq based on these shubhat are nothing but a, a, a like an implementation mm-hmm. of what you've learned exactly. so it's like okay we learned this 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 and this mm-hmm. okay look at these people exactly. where they went wrong exactly exactly That's what it's it because is. of this exactly That's what it is. exactly, exactly. It's just and, an example and all of them are trying to actually attack an aspect of islam an aspect mm. of your belief no. so and they're trying to change your belief so if you know your belief they won't be able to. No. They won't be able to infiltrate. They won't be able to violate this and that. You're, you're no. protected. But so if you do it the other way around, it's, it's not going to work. Ilm, yeah. Ilm is the importance of the whole, so all of these things we talk about in the podcast. Ilm, the ilm goes to the, it goes to the all of it. Fadl of ilm, the second point regarding why they were successful mm. in uh, convincing the Muslim woman is improper tarbiyah. That, and that goes back to the fathers and the mothers mm. that raise uh, you know, their daughters, in, especially in the Western societies. Mm. Um, and now even in the, in the Eastern societies, the Muslim world today also, which is in, in, in three aspects. Uh, from the mother, she's not, a, uh, she's not nurturing her daughter to, to uh, yani with, with Islam, you know, with Islam and how a woman should be and what's, what's the role of a woman and teaching her Tawheed and t- these things. There's a lack in that. Maybe the mother herself is ignorant mm-hmm. or misguided or whatever the case is. But there's a lack of that and there's also a lack of a feminine a woman an example so she learns she she learns from um you know her mother and mm-hmm. she just practices whatever she she's, she sees from her mother mm-hmm. the second thing is uh, from the father the role that the father is supposed to play in his daughter's life is vital 100%. to protect her from falling into these traps mm-hmm. if he's a good example for her she'll have a good outlook on men Mm-hmm. And and so this feminist movement would not be able to attack her that way. Mm-hmm. She'll say, "But my father, my father, my father is this, my father is that." Mm-hmm. So she won't have that. But if the father is one who neglects or abandoned her, mm-hmm. she grew up without a father, or he's just there as a sora, just mm-hmm. a, you know, he's just there physically, but he has no actual relationship oh, with her. Um, he's not. He's she's. He's not someone that she can go to and, and confide in, or ask for advice, or 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 she doesn't see him as her protector that will cause some emotional imbalance in that girl and she'll grow up and she'll become vulnerable to these traps so that exists and and also just seeing him the way he is that'll be her outlook on men Mm. that is what she'll expect from men and that's why this attitude of men are nothing and men are trash and all men are the same that's where it comes from. It's based upon them growing up, not seeing a man, not, not having seeing a man. A man. Or exactly. even just regurgitating something that their mother Yes, or mother telling them, yeah. yeah. So all the combination of that. Mm. And also her idea, because one of the feminist movement, one of the tenets or you know things that they encourage is the no marriage and no kids and no having kids, all of that mm. stuff, just career, career, mm. focus on your, you know that. Um, a lot of sisters nowadays have no desire for marriage they want nothing to do with it they don't see it as a benefit in their life 
having children, being a mother, that is like, I don't care about any of that. Mm -hmm. I'm getting my career. I'm making my money. I don't need any, Very any of that. materialistic. Exactly. Mm. And um, what, what, where they get, so we're talking about that da'wah, that call from the feminist movement exists. Mm -hmm. But where do they, how do they actually become affected by it? Because the marriage that they saw in their household was a bad one. The marriage they saw their aunts and, and uncles having was a bad one. Mm -hmm. The marriages they see their their friends having is, is, a, is a bad one. So all she knows about marriage is bad. Mm -hmm. So then when this call also happens at the same time, it causes her to say, well, all I ever saw was bad marriages. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, you know, either divorces or whatever the case Maybe is. Maybe she didn't, but shaitan exaggerated in her yeah. eyes. Because sometimes... Yeah, no one, no one really knows the reasons for those things, the yeah. divorce and whatever, but what appears to them and then mm. this whisper comes yeah. and it convinces and, and ba bad news yeah. always bad yeah. news always spreads faster than good news good anyway. news I exactly mean, you can always hear about the bad marriage and the divorces yeah. you yeah. never so hear about the, the, the good, good marriages another way another reason it, I think it creeps in along with what you mentioned is mm. the fact of maybe they didn't see a marriage because yeah. in our society we don't Broken have marriage whatsoever exactly. however they did see their mom working a lot yes, yes, so yes. they grow Struggling. up thinking that I gotta get my own. Yeah, I gotta, a, I gotta yeah. get my Especially own business. No. I gotta get my money. I gotta do this. I gotta do yeah. that. And they get so caught up in that. I can't depend on a man. They can't even see the other. They yeah. can't see yeah. themselves relying on a husband exactly. or you know having that type of situation where their man is telling them, "Hey, you're working too much." Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, this yeah. Is how That's shocking be. to them. Man. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. they've kind of gotten misguided almost in like a, a sincere way almost yeah. you get what I'm saying because mm. they're trying to take care of themselves they've seen only this way but mm. then they've they've went to galoo with it because mm -hmm. now this is their only way yeah. Yeah. and they can't see another way yeah another one is uh, glorification of the western culture which causes an inferiority complex mm. that they don't see a value in their way of life mm. uh, and, and they think that um, whatever the West has to offer is better. Mm. And that's a psychological, you know, this ideological warfare. That's a game that the West plays and convinces them and through the education system, through universities, through, you know, uh, now I have a degree, I have a, I have a master's, I have a PhD, I've reached the top as a woman. Mm. They, make, they convince them this is the ultimate happiness mm. and success in life. Nice. And, and because that's, that's the way the West works. Also, I think if you look at it from, uh, I mean, just as a, a piece of advice for parents, mothers and fathers, mm -hmm is that make sure that if you have sons and daughters, mm. never give preferential treatment to yes. one gender yes, over the yes, other. That's a big problem. So if, 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 the, if the daughters or your, your, your daughters feel like you are putting more resources, more love and more, if you like, attention yeah. to the boys than the girls, then this is really... You, 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 she's going to be in danger of falling for this call, mm -hmm. thinking that, hey, more from an angle of I'm as good as my brothers. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm nothing worse than them. Yeah, yeah. Have, resen have resentment against resentment. that male figure. Exactly. Now. Male figure exactly. and all males. Because yeah. thinking that, you know, I lost out of the because of my brothers. Mm -hmm, and then, mm -hmm. and everybody is giving them professional treatment. And that's the thing. So that point you see uh, there is uh, abuse. Mm. Yeah. Abuse, whether it's mental or whatever the case is, or some sort of trauma that they have because of like this. They grew up in a household where she's basically like a maid. Oh, you do this, you do that. Um, especially like Somali households. Mm. Um, a woman... You know, in general, sh sh women should stay home and this and that, but you can't even look out the window or your hair showing, like hitting her, mm. not teaching her actually the benefit of hijab, mm. not teaching her the beauty of covering, not well, also no at the same actual time teaching. giving preference exactly. to her brothers. At or, the same time uh, that happening. Uh. So she's doing everything in the household and no reward mm. or no even, not even teaching. It's just all forced, all forced upon I, her. That causes a trauma. I think, I think the problem is that mm -hmm. 
I mean, if you look at it, why it actually happens is that obviously with with a woman, mainly her her role in life going be the household. Mm-hmm. And I I don't agree with this, but this is what happens is mm-hmm. that the girls from a young age, yes, they're already started with you know cooking and cleaning and these sort of things. Mm-hmm. But then the parents, in their mind, they're thinking, my son, yes, his role in life is he's going to be the breadwinner, mm-hmm. right? So he's not giving any chores in the house whatsoever. He should just chill. He, he and yeah. he's going to school. Yeah. But then the parents thinking to themselves, okay, he will start. He, he will start working and, and doing mm-hmm. his side of things once he gets a gets a job. Exactly. But now you have this this girl from the age of eleven, mm-hmm. yes, having all these chores, and then you got this guy just chilling out, chilling coming London. home, throwing socks over, and yeah. then she has to she pick, has it, to up. pick it up. Yeah. He's gonna eat at the food rather she than has she has to clean it. Clean it. Yeah. I think I think that, that that's it's a horrible. problem. I think and, it's horrible. And, and that's where this Both trauma of them should from. do it. I mean, yes. for me, yes. my son and daughter, yeah. they've got their own days. Hundred percent. I grew up like that. We grew up my household. We grew up like that. We even had a. We would make a like a. Uh, paper, days, uh, kitchen, bathroom, this, this, and that. Everyone had a choice. Everyone, everyone boys or everyone, girls. Everyone, boys or girls, no You're difference. Both doing it. Wash the dishes, clean the bathroom, do laundry. Everyone did something. Yeah. Um, and, and what that does is, even if the boy um, will eventually, you know, he'll have a wife that may do some of these things for him, he's not completely useless. Yeah. He can actually <laughs> he do can something do for himself. <laughs> yeah. What, what happens if she gets sick? What happens if she's pregnant? Exactly. What happens if he can't even do his own laundry? I think it's definitely, it very, has to. it's very important for us to make sure we're teaching our boys as well yeah. how to be responsible, exactly. how to manage exactly. certain things. I mean, even the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he would, he would be known for helping around the house, cleaning yeah. and sweeping around the house. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I mean, it wasn't all the time, yeah, but, but it's he, something he, he knew was, how to do and exactly. he would do to help. Exactly. So we should also encourage our, yeah. our, our, our male sons as well to mm-hmm. be the same way. They should be able to help out when mm-hmm. it's necessary to help out in his ways. Yeah, Subhanallah, yeah. in our religion, if you look at this and this bab of having adil between mm-hmm. your children, yeah. akhi, is so so important. I was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Adil, like Islam and having knowledge is just it, it just it, it fixes all these issues. It fixes all these issues. issues. If yeah. every household shows justice and adil mm-hmm. amongst all of the children, mm-hmm. may they be boys or girls, then you're not, it's going to solve all these exactly. problems exactly. For, for these girls growing up or the, exactly. even the boys growing up. It's going to solve a lot of these problems. One thing I, alhamdulillah, thank my mother for up until this day, and I didn't know any the value of it or the benefit of it when I was younger, but I'm the, since I'm the eldest in my family, my father would work, my mother, we would have a bunch of us, so she couldn't take all of us sometimes to the grocery store to get like one little thing or like a bag of milk or this and that. She would send me Mm-hmm. Seven years old, with a debit card, <laughs> with my two-year-old brother, <laughs> I would take him. And this is we lived in one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in Toronto in, in the nineties at that mm-hmm. time, walking through it, walking by gangsters and all these guys, drug deals and everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> and go there. And I get to the cash. I remember this even today. I remember. And then I'm paying. I get what she asked me for. I have like a piece of paper, and I pay with the debit card. And the the cashier, the lady's like, "Where's your mother? Where's your? Where are your parents?" And I'm with my two-year-old brother. That responsibility. How old were you? I was seven. <laughs> seven years old. You know? And that's because today you do that. And today I talk to my I tell my mom, my 13-year-old sister, she can't go to the park that's beside our house on her own. Mm. I said, you used to send me seven years old. And we live in suburbs now. Nice yeah, area yeah, yeah, yeah. where yeah. it's least likely danger, you know. But there, I could get killed easily every no, single those, time those I went those out. Days, those yeah, days were but different. we came from Africa. You know, yeah. and my mom still had the mentality of Africa, where this is normal. You send your child seven years old this is normally perfectly normal. That, I mean, that's even a, uh, that's a very important point to also talk talk on is the fact that if you have children, right? Mm-hmm. You have your daughter, and it's connected to this, mm-hmm. uh, which you guys just mentioned. You have a daughter doing all these things, mm-hmm. right? But the son 
if he's not doing like the things you did, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a, maybe a, a maybe more extreme case, right? Yeah, yeah Going, extreme. but it's like still it, it, it holds to be true. Yeah. Not having that son having responsibilities. Yeah. Is he going shopping? Exactly. Is he going exactly. to do? Th- or is he just coming home like you said, throwing his socks exactly. everywhere? And yeah. he should be doing something. It's not. Yeah, I mean, your job as a man isn't just to go to school. Exactly. It's your not. Just, your job. Should, or just like, to work. Growing up, like job was to take out trash. Yeah. Mow the lawn, do the shopping. Yeah. go do the shopping. Exactly the heavy duty things. Yeah, you, you do the you heavy do duty things, things yeah. so that he can be going on to be a man. Exactly. I still have my day. I still have my day doing dishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did too. I did too. Yeah. You need to. Of course, you, you still need to. to. But what I'm trying to say is, if you're putting all this extreme, not extreme, you're putting all this importance into the, what the, the daughter's doing. Yeah. But you're not putting no importance yeah. to what the oh, male yeah. should be doing. That's, that's a, a, that's yeah. a big problem. Because what happens? In our you, what, what happens is you're going to raise a bunch of lazy males. Yeah. Not able to take care of anything. First, the women who are like entitled. Man, I'm going to work. I got. I know how to do all this. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you leave everything out on the table, yeah. expecting someone's going to. Yeah, yeah the problem. You eat whatever you left. You just walk up and you leave. Like that thing. It seems like something small, but that comes from tarbiya. It comes mm. from a young, that you were told to do that from a young. And if you weren't, like even me, we have seven amongst us or eight you know, amongst us, and I'm the eldest. How the elder ones are and how the younger ones are is completely different. Mm. The younger ones have no idea he's suppo- they're supposed to clean up. After You're the oldest themselves. of your siblings. I'm the oldest of my siblings. Mm. Yeah, so the el- the elder ones, like I'll eat, I'll take what I eat. I can't expect. Sometimes my sisters will want to take from me. I'll tell them no. You know, sometimes they're eating, and I'll see. You know, maybe they got it for a second. I'll take it, and they're like embarrassed, like no, no, don't do it. But it's just like this. My that's how we were raised. The older, the, the three elders ones, or four elders ones. I don't necessarily think that's bad. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's it's, 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 it's the, the problem with me is just, is really where it becomes though. negligence on the yeah, on, 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 the, the, on the boy. On the boy exactly. Where he's not his responsibilities that he's supposed to maintain isn't even being maintained. Exactly. And you know what? Happens? That's the issue. You know what happens yeah. when they get married? Yeah. These things lead to divorce, and I've seen of course. it millions of, course. of times. You're not doing anything. You're a lazy. Exactly. You're a lazy bum. The girl so can't. Ha- yeah. And the man, and she's doing everything around the house what she's supposed to do. Exactly. It's not going to but be. But it's just it gets annoying for a woman. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, like you can you can do that. Yes, okay, I'll I'll cook, I'll clean this and that. But like you're gonna make it even harder. You can't do anything for yeah, yourself. You have like a What is a grown child. Yeah, yeah, it's like a grown, grown child. child. Yeah. And it's like I can't be your mother. That's why you see a lot of times sisters ah, saying, okay. "I can't be your mother." It's mm-hmm. true. In some aspects, some men are completely useless. Mm. For themselves, not even she's not even asking you to do her things. Mm. She's you, she's telling you to do for your own your own thing. Yeah, yeah. And some guys, because especially even, and this is not just brothers who are not practicing. This is brothers who are practicing, mm. know Salafi and know the Deen and everything. But because of this tarbiyah from young, and this is what they were told was okay, uh, they now expect it from their wives, and it causes a clash. He believes this is how it's supposed to be. What are you talking about? You have to obey me. You're my husband. I'm your husband. You're my wife. What are you you do do my laundry do this do that you should oh. do it and Feminist that's a problem making. yeah and and then what happens to that sister what we're talking about now yeah. <laughs> and I don't want nothing to do with marriage or anything like that yeah, so rectify know. our affairs okay yeah, we yeah. gotta start wrapping it up nah, because uh, we've been going for almost two hours now yeah it's uh wow. Yeah. Almost two hours, three, three hours. hours. Three hours. Almost three, three yeah, hours. Three hours. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Almost three hours. I'm sorry. Yeah. Almost three hours. Yeah. We'll talk about so, this uh, last point. You have it up uh, now. Um, the manifestations, mm. and then maybe briefly we'll talk about the solution. What we think okay. I, in that aspect. Jimmy, um, Man, we have to tell the solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the most important <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Uh, the manifestations. Mm. Well, I have it there. If you can go up a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, number nine. Yeah. Um, Did I get to it? Uh, there. Right here. Yeah. Wow. So manifestations meaning when you see certain traits in certain sisters um you'll know that the root of it usually more often than not is feminism or the feminist movement even if this sister does not know 
Because majority of Muslim sisters will tell you, I have nothing to do with the feminist movement. But these are rights and this is wrong and this is wrong and this should be, you know, like mm-hmm. this and that. Mm-hmm. So they won't they might ne- they might not necessarily ascribe to the feminist movement, mm-hmm. but there's signs that they've been affected by it. Yeah, the athar. Yeah. yeah, the athar. Whether it's through music they listen to, whether it's movies and shows they watch, the attitude of women they, they adopt. Maybe even the community they grew the up in. The community they grew up in. So one of them is aggression. Mm. Uh, women who behave like men. Mustarjalat, uh, as they say in Arabic. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she became aggressive mm-hmm. because she's always fighting some fight. Mm-hmm. She's fighting some fight or she got it from her mother, whatever she saw her mother going through with her father and this and that. It, made, it gave her a... Um, like a to be aggressive and 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 not have constantly on the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> not have like a la- there's lack of femininity, like softness and gentleness, which is the nature of a woman. Mm. Not to be aggressive and fighting and challenging men all the time and fighting men all the time and using harsh words. That's not the nature of a woman. Mm. So uh, today, that's promoted and glorified and mm-hmm. praised. Actually, women should be like that. Fight for your right. Fight, fight. fight. Always in a fight. Always comp- competing with a man and all. These are signs of um, feminism manifesting itself in a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, aversion towards marriage, uh, not wanting marriage, not wanting to have children. Yeah, we not, talked about this. Not, yeah. you know, no, not wanting to be a mother, mm-hmm. seeing it as something lowly. Mm. Um, uh, obsession with independence from men. Mm. I'm independent, I'm independent. I don't need a man for this. I don't need a man for that. Mm. Uh, severe hatred for men mm. and masculinity and equating any sign of masculinity in a man to... Uh, misogyny mm. I'll just give you one example a man being jealous of his woman or in having protective jealousy mm. for his woman that is seen as misogyny how dare you I'm free I can do whatever I want meaning she's talking to other men f- befriending other men mm. uh, you should trust me and oh you're just jealous and this is misogynistic mm-hmm. you believe I have to follow you and I can't be free to do whatever I want it's, it's <laughs> unbelievable so how and, and uh, uh, the funny thing about that point is mm-hmm. that Every like you said, nowadays we days we hear this a lot, uh, misogyny, misogyny, yeah. misogyny, etc. Mm-hmm. He's misogynistic, etc. Yeah. Where at the end of the day, especially the feminists today, mm-hmm. they're not giving no importance to misandry, yeah. which is the hatred yeah. for men. Exactly, exactly. The opposite. Yeah. Because uh, when you say mis- uh, misogynistic, meaning you hate women. You hate women. You hate women. Yeah. Yeah. Misandry, which is a word most people, they probably, this know. might be the first time they hear yeah, it just yeah, now. Yeah. 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 Is that uh, is the hate, the hate for, for men? For men. Yeah. We see that way, way more, more than we more. see the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and and the thing is, it's a deception, misogyny, mm. because misogyny. What they, that's why I said they equate it to masculinity, patriarchy. Patri- yeah, patriarchy. So, so they see that as a bad thing mm. that a man leads. Oh, that's misogynistic. Yeah. Then a woman should obey a man. Uh, oh, that's not misogynistic. So aspects of the deen, aspects of the deen, they see as they automatically automatically connected to an evil, hate, hating woman. Yeah, the fact that a woman should obey you, oh, that's a form of hatred or depression oh, to a woman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, This is something, it doesn't mean, look, maybe we have to like clarify this. Yeah, Allah says that men have a level, certain level of authority over women, and you know, the woman she needs, she has wilaya, the man has a wilaya over her, she can't just get married without the permission of her wali. The fifth one is. That you see women nowadays, all usually all over social media, praising one another for things that are usually lewd, um, immoral acts, um, things that obviously go against the deen, disobedience to Allah, open disobedience. So, any any openly sinning, they pr- they they praise, and this, subhanallah, psychologically comes from a trauma. Because like we said before, forcing her to do this, forcing her to do that, forcing the hijab on her. 
And then now they're telling them, you know, well, taking the hijab off is liberation, it's mm. freedom. If the parents did a better job in teaching her the importance of hijab in the beginning and the beauty of it, and that they're actually more valuable and more precious than the woman who's naked and is wa- walking around outside, and they made them love it, especially living in the West, where they're being attacked for their hijab all the time, mm-hmm. and that they're different, and they stand out, and oh, what's that thing on your head? And they may be mocked in class and school and things like that. No one's actually uh, helping that girl when she's young with that. When she, she should wear it as a sense of pride, being pride, proud exactly. of it. Exactly, and she, her, she's proud of her identity, no matter what anyone tells her, because they don't to, have, have to, that. Yeah, haram. and beating her if just one hair is, you mm-hmm. know, standing out. She doesn't even know what it. Why she has no idea, you know. So then, what happens is she reaches older high school age, university age, where she's a bit more free, going outside alone, and now she's taking it off, hiding that she's taking it off, and this and that. And what happens is they go to another level, which is a retaliation or like a. It's like a trauma. It's, a, it's, 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 it's them trying to fight what they went through when they were younger. It's a reaction to a that reaction same to that, type of... Like they say, not, they say you get triggered, right? The so trigger. it's like a natural trigger natural for you trigger. to automatically say, yeah. forget that, I'm yeah, going this way. Exactly. So now when they do, that's why we see a lot of sisters now all over social media openly exposing themselves and everything. Mm. It's like a way of, I want to express my freedom. I'm happy now because of how miserable I was before. Mm. It's an emotional, it's a psychological issue. Mm. It's actually something they may even need therapy for and stuff to properly uh, deal with this trauma and emotion, you know, emotional issue that you have. And so what happens is you see on social media other girls encouraging it and promoting it and and, and praising them for it. And it's things like having a child out of wedlock. Mm. And you're like, what? Why would you promote that? It's because of the trauma. It's something that you know is impermissible, but because it was forced on you before and because you you were beaten or whatever the case was, abused in a certain way, whether emotionally or physically, Mm. they now promote it and they praise one another for it openly. Uh, Another one is the statements and slogans. A lot of popular statements you hear sisters saying, Mm. my body, my choice. Mm. Uh, Meaning one of them is I can expose myself all I want. Another one is like the abortion issue mm-hmm. that I, it's my right to 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 kill this child, mm. um, and and no one can say anything about it. But Allah and His Messenger have uh, you know obviously a say in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Khadi- well, this one um, you know Khadija was a businesswoman, meaning uh, career, 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 career. How dare you guys tell me I can't do this, do that? When Khadija, you know, best of women was this. Yeah, but she was she was also a husband, uh, a wife. Uh, she obeyed her husband. She, uh, pr- uh, you know, it's did actually a reputation against him in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. what happened when she got married? Yeah. She True. gave it to the Prophet Exactly. He, he and she it, took yeah. the step back. That's exactly. the point. So it's, yeah. exactly. it's actually a reputation it's against a reputation. him. Because <laughs> and this is what happens when you don't know your deen. You don't know your deen. You make a point that's actually against you. It's not for you. It's sort of the image that some sisters have of Khadija. Ajib. It's Ajib. They Allah. think like Khadija is like some kind of CEO like mm-hmm. out there yeah, yeah, talking yeah. to the man and, and, and making yeah. meetings and stuff yeah, no, why no. did she Aslan send Muhammad to go into the do the tijara for her exactly and before Muhammad she someone else she had exactly a little mate why didn't she go why didn't she go and close the deal mix with the man and close the deal and this before Islam before Islam showing the ifa of a woman and you know the modesty of a woman even before Islam hijab is a choice hijab is a journey uh, um, meaning that we know hijab is a is a is a is a commandment of Allah mm, mm. that women have to cover. Today, you see a lot of sisters saying it's my journey. Like you have no right to talk about my hijab. It's my journey. Just like today, gender. It's my journey. Like uh, whether I'm a man or a woman is not your business. 
you know it's the same ideology hijab no hijab is a commandment of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you wear it it's obedience just like salah is a commandment it's the first just like hajj is a commandment is that, yeah it is my journey meaning i'll just show a little bit of hair today tomorrow i won't wear it today i'll it's wear like, it it's like they're going through the mecca period to medina yeah, period yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. journey yeah yeah it's a journey <laughs> no hijab is a commandment and it's an act of obedience and if you do not wear it it's a sin it's just like any other commandment another one is um any man who speaks on women issues he's not he has no right to speak on it it's a woman experience so only women can talk about it uh, this is yeah, the, this yeah. And, and especially the hijab طيب, you always talk about uh, men you know marrying second wives that's a, that's something specific to men <laughs> male experience <laughs> yeah. male experience why do why do you also feel in the same breath the right to talk about that you feel it's okay uh, men not speaking the commandment of hijab that came down was addressed to the to a man the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he was told to tell his women folk and his daughters and, and, the, and the woman the believing woman mm-hmm. to uh, cover themselves mm-hmm. this is a man telling mm-hmm. them it was never an issue in the history of islam women issues ahkam of hijab ahkam al-albani has a book on it throughout the history of fiqh everything uh, menses ahkam of menses ahkam of the hijab all women uh, issues mm-hmm. men wrote about it never in the history did a woman stand up and say only women should talk about this mm. the menses you mean yeah or any anything any mm. any aspect that has to deal with women that mm. is specifically women issues Sheikh Al-Fawzan I believe has a book on women issues Ahkam on women yeah, issues yeah, yeah. Ibn Baz they all, it was never an issue but today somehow it's an issue um, I don't need anything for a man we talk about that mm. uh, It's it was the thing is that's just very easily you do Maybe you to, to to lead you in a household, and this is what you're talking about. But in everyday life, if you're scared, you call a police officer. If you're this, you call a fire. You call a man for something. Mm-hmm. If you something breaks in your house, you call a man to repair it. You need a man for something. So it's convenient not to need a man until you need a until man. Until you need a man, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, she's a pick me. A pick me. They use it for a woman who actually um, speaks about it. men. You know. Uh, basically in accordance with islam mm-hmm. if she says a woman uh, should obey her husband if she is not they say she's a pick me meaning she's out there trying to seek men's attention they she wants men to love her she's trying she to wants, she's trying she, to appease to men appease to men so they she's can marry her for this reason because yeah. she's a pick me yeah. Yeah. yeah so she's not saying it because this is actually islam and this is actually right they want to dismiss it because they want to follow whatever they want to follow mm. so they they slander her this is the history throw history Anyone who speaks the truth, you have to find a way to just like Prophet he's a sahir, he's a this, he's a kahin, he's this. Get so try to silence the truth. Yeah. You know, Akhi, before we yeah. go to the solutions, mm-hmm. do you know, I've read a BBC article about this. Mm-hmm. There's actually a big movement mm-hmm. gaining ground called the tread wife movement, tread wife, traditional wife movement. Uh, yes, yes. You've seen it? Tread, yes. tread wife. I actually yeah. haven't seen the article, but I know. Traditional you, you wife. Know. So yeah. it's a, big, a movement saying that, look, I'm a traditional wife. I'm going to cook. Mm-hmm. I'm going to clean. Yeah. I'm going to lie on my husband. Yeah. I'm going to give him all of his rights. Yeah. And he's going to give my rights. And yeah. I'm happy to, to do so. I'm not going to work. I'm going to sit at home. It's a whole movement yeah. of women. Who realized this was all false. Th- yeah. That's the one not even Muslim. Yeah, not even Muslims. They're saying this yeah. is false. Forget yeah. this whole feminism business. Yeah. I want to I wanna be looked after. Yes. Yeah. I want to be in my house. Exactly. I want to be clean. Exactly. I want to cook. I want to exactly. I I obey my husband. Exactly. Literally. They say obey yeah. and serve my husband. Yeah. There's and, a huge and he'll movement take care of, of the non-Muslim women who are like this. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard of that, but I have seen like a definitely a big pickup of women coming out, pretty much refuting these individuals, yes, so refuting yes. these statements. Even people yes. who used to work for like big magazines and big newspapers mm-hmm. yeah. coming out and saying like, because they work for like feminist newspapers, saying, 
you know, trying to make it seem like women should be out the house. They should dress this way, yeah. be this way. They said we fabricated most of those stories. Yeah, see, they were fabricated. Look at that. We did it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of the, it made more money. It brought yeah, more attention. At, look at that. Women look are con- more consumers than yes, men. Than men. They're yes. gonna buy these things. Yep. So well. they had to make things that would appease to them, yeah. so that they can actually buy it, then accept the ideology and move forward. She came out later. Was like, a, yeah, we were in the we, point here. We Not most of the men. This is the men, but. Mm. Realizing the destruction of their families and societies due to this feminist movement. In terms know. of the solutions, yeah. uh, the solutions, one of the biggest biggest ones is those who are involved in da'wah, mm-hmm. who have a position, whether they're an imam, whether they're a student of knowledge, whether they have some sort of platform where they have an audience mm-hmm. of Muslims, especially even sisters, mm-hmm. sisters who may have studied, sisters who have a platform. They need to learn, first of all, uh, these these things in order to educate Muslim sisters um, about the evils of feminism, about um, you know the dangers and how they can detect these things so they can protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And most, more you know, importantly, all of that is to teach them the, the status of a woman in Islam, mm. to educate them on that, the status and how Islam honored the woman in every aspect, in terms of her rights in marriage. Uh, what what is she a man is the one who has this 50-50 thing that they promote now in the west mm. man and woman there's no such thing as 50-50 in Islam mm. Mm. a man is the one who is uh, is uh, is an obligation upon him and if he does not do it without any excuse is sinful mm-hmm. in Islam it, no other way of life has that let, 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 let yeah. me put it this way that yani if, provide for his wife. if a woman has a lot of money mm-hmm. right Let's say she was a business owner. She either continues to be a business owner, mm-hmm. right? And she gets married. Yeah. And the guy's working nine to five, yeah. right? It's still wedged upon that man yeah, to provide for her. To provide for her. Yeah. 100%. She doesn't even have to spend from her own money on herself have. or even on him. Yeah. She spends money on him. It's edger for her. It's edger for her. It's a favor. It's a favor. Yeah, yeah, it's a favor. It's a it's a favor. favor. Mm. Yeah. I mean... I don't understand. Yeah. How empowering is that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Where you <laughs> provided for it financially, uh, sheltered, clothed, food, everything is upon a man. So, and not, nothing she has to give him in, in, in that so aspect. So who's, who's, whose interest exactly. is it? Exactly. When marriage. a man says, or exactly. tries to convince you, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, Akhil, men are behind feminist movement anyway. They don't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whose interest in reality, is it when it's like, okay, listen, instead of me having to provide for you, yes, let's go 50-50 on everything. Yeah. Instead of me working nine to five by myself to pay all the bills and everything, mm-hmm. how about you go to work as well? Yeah. Whose interest in I that? The man is benefiting. What happened to equality? Yeah. yeah. Equality only from the other side. Yeah. But this one, one argument that a sister will use, like, but where are those men? Where are those men who know this and will do this? You know? The thing is, where are you looking is number yeah, one. Yeah, good where point. are you looking for these men? Where are you looking? Yeah, where are you looking for a man who, who knows these your rights and duties and this and that? That's the problem. If you're not looking there. And for your you know large portion of your, adult, your, your early adult year, you weren't focused on any of these things. Mm-hmm. So now you're in your 30s or 40 even almost maybe, and now you're looking for those men. Now you want to settle, you know, quote unquote, for no, a no, man no, like that. But also another it's, reason, it's, as, well, it's another reason as well why a sister might say, where are these men? Mm-hmm. is because, sister, the way you conduct yourself, yeah. you are basically repelling these men. Yeah. These men, who are generally speaking religious men mm-hmm. in terms of their Islam, mm-hmm. that will uphold the responsibilities are upon them, yes? Mm-hmm. Every single thing that puts them off, yes, you're exhibiting. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So what do you mean, where are these men? Yeah. That kind of man, he wants a woman mm-hmm. who stays at home, mm-hmm. looks after her children. And he'll provide yes, everything for her. And he'll provide everything for yeah. her. Mm. But now here you are 
changing your career and everything yeah. and blah 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 yeah. and he when he looks at you he's like oh no 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 thank you that's not what I'm looking for yeah. 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 that's why you can't find this man because yeah. you have chosen your path already mm-hmm. you've chosen the path you the way you're conducting yourself and what you're doing is you are attracting men yes who want you to pay half the rent yeah yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then work nine to five yeah, the same way she follows feminism he's following the, the western exactly. culture mm. exactly you're serving at 50 50 and you know we're equal and you know yes and then they don't marry either mm. the men don't marry them either like mm. they, they don't get married because mm. they don't see a benefit in marrying mm. no. hey, we gotta no. wrap it up time is getting tight no. we've been going for three hours now yeah, yeah well, let's go did we break a new record <laughs> Have we had one over three hours? Yeah, no I think chance. you did. We ha- no, no. Yes. I, mean, we Unless you <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we had one over three hours. I don't think we had one over three hours. Final thoughts. Uh, just, I want to say, Jazakallah khair for coming. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. For coming on a podcast and bringing what, mm-hmm. you, what you brought, especially the information on the f- feminism and mm-hmm. Omar Qura, because Omar Qura seems like to be like, the only place where we don't know what, what's yeah, going on over there. Going on, yeah. <laughs> There's no, not that much information. Like, I get I'll a lot of my questions. To almost, find out. Yeah. almost every premiere uh, yeah. of the video, we're getting questions about Umar Qura, yeah. and I don't know anything about Umar Qura. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. even send you questions yeah, like, you okay, do, what about yeah. with nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, also something yeah. we're really appreciative. And mm. also, um, I want to ask you one final question. No. Because uh, you could choose that not to answer. Yeah, it's up to you. Yeah. But I was wondering, Akhi, what... <laughs> Why are you? Why are you can almost looked at as such a controversial figure? And I want to say this. I want to say this in the light of yeah, this because, yeah. me personally, I don't. Be- I, I believe if a person is Salafi, he's upon mm-hmm. khayr. We can differ all we want, mm-hmm. and this is why I'm open to have conversation and dialogue with anybody. And I don't really burn bridges with people mm-hmm. of Ahl Sunnah. Yeah. And if we continue to move forward, we can fix what's going along. If we still differ, let's go back to the scholars. Yeah. So there might be some things that, for example, I might have seen from. My brothers, mm-hmm. I might have seen from Muhammad Wadi, I might mm-hmm. have seen from you, I might have seen from anyone that mm-hmm. I disagree with. Mm-hmm. Even in this podcast today, we disagree with some things. Mm-hmm. Does that, like, I don't understand why now a person should go and say, yani, excuse uh, or exit him from yeah. the realm of Salafia and uh-huh. use the term like he's a his bee or something along these lines mm-hmm. when just because simply he doesn't agree with you on a particular. Uh, or like we said, don't even call look. him his B, but treat him treat like him you. They like treat, they, yeah. No, no, I've heard, I've heard people say this statement, particularly about you. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, hmm. And I went to look and see, okay, what's the issue? This is before I even knew you, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, before um, we met. Yeah. Because yeah. we really got to know each other, I think, in Corona days, right? Yeah. When you the, were oh, here, the, 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 the most that time. Yeah. yeah. Before just Driving visit. Back and to Mecca. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And th- so then yeah. I was like, okay, what's the issue? And then I'm looking, I'm like, okay, type. I can see where you can disagree with him on some things. Mm-hmm. But to say, like, now he's a hisbi or he's mm-hmm. out of the circle or things like that, mm-hmm. I'm not on that type of, mm-hmm. I don't think that benefits us as yeah. Salafis. For, yeah. to to, for me yeah. to add to that, and of course, you're, you're a very outspoken person and you mm-hmm. say the haq the way you, mm-hmm. and you don't have to agree with everything a person mm-hmm. says or does mm-hmm. as long as within the hudud of the sharia, yeah. right? Sahih. as long yeah. as not something that is clearly misguidance, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure every time me and you met, we yeah. always have some sort of argument yeah, about yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. We don't agree and see we eye to eye. We might agree with everything. the asle, but the way or something. Bro, but the let me, way, yeah. let me the be way completely honest. There's yeah. not a lot of brothers that I agree on. I don't, actually, there's probably no brother that I agree on 100% yeah. with everything. Of, of course. course. There's yeah. not one brother yeah. that I can say I agree with you on everything. This is my yeah. closest of friends, Khalid. Yeah. Yeah. My closest of friends. Yeah. I, I still argue with him. I thought I was your closest friend, You're definitely one of my closest friends. Khalid Gandhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mashallah. So, yeah, we'll leave it to you. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe I mean if you could choose the answer or not, but I was just I wonder yeah, why I do you saying. get that this type of rap? I don't think Yanni it calls for that necessity. I think I know the answer. Yeah, but I just want to hear your 
your perspective. I actually, interest what you would think before yeah. I even answer. I'll answer. I don't yeah. have a problem answering, mm-hmm. uh, which goes with the controversial. I'm not afraid to answer. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> I won't shy away from any question. <laughs> uh, but the people who have said that, like the one who said, you know, Hizbi, you first heard it from, and anyone that I've ever had an issue with like that in in that aspect, you have to ask yourself, like, what is what is uh, their reason for calling me that or or believing I'm controversial. The things that I've ever heard um, about myself, how it started, is he wants to be independent. He's not with the brothers. Um, he So if I don't so agree So the traditional with, yeah, slogans. Yeah. So if I don't, and it yeah, started from we, before we I ever came here. Mm. Before I ever came here. Mm. The thing is, uh, my personality, and which is crazy, because anywhere I've gone, da'wah-wise, or whatever the case is, Anyone who's ever met me, it's kind of like what we're saying about Sheikh Rabi'ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what the, the the image that was given about me mm-hmm. online, people thought I was some, you know, loud individual who's like aggressive and yelling all the time and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they meet me like, there's no way that's you who <laughs> <laughs> that people are talking about. I don't talk generally. Mm-hmm. If I know you, we'll have a conversation, we'll talk and everything. In general, if I'm in a gathering and I don't know people, I don't even, you won't even hear my voice. Mm-hmm. I'm not a talkative person. I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. actually. Um, but the people who started that, you know, rumor or, or not rumor, but like campaign or whatever they were pushing was because I didn't agree with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So who's the actual Hizbi in reality? Because I don't agree with you, I'm a Hizbi. You know, that reality, that's Hizbi. Yes. In reality, you accusing me of having something wrong with me because I don't follow you or I don't follow your group or I don't follow the people, whatever, especially it's things that are clearly wrong. Mm-hmm. You're oppressing this brother. I'm not going to follow you in that or I'll call you out on it. Mm-hmm. They, they, those guys don't like that. Mm-hmm. They like yes men more than, you know, and so me, before I was practicing, uh, or even you know after practicing, before I was practicing, I wasn't a hizbi before, and mm-hmm. I was never a hizbi after. If, yeah. I, if I don't agree with you, I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. If, I don't, um, if, I, if I believe what you're saying about someone is, is wrong, I'm going to say it mm-hmm. to your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's happened in, in, in Toronto, I mean, in certain situations, oh, that brother's taban. Oh, is he? Okay, let's call him and, and let's find out. Like, they, they get stuck. They don't like that type of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, like, um, theme, you know, that he's, he's controversial or controversial maybe because I, I, you know, um, straight shooter, basically. Yeah, yeah, straight shooter. Yeah. Especially even was um, even on social media and things like that. When the time was needed, I believe. You're definitely outspoken. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I would, I spo- I, <laughs> even Talbrata maybe is a, eh, a bit yeah. too outspoken. Yeah. yeah. I got to... But uh, me... <laughs> <laughs> if I believe based on what's, especially the people that I'm 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 uh, closest to, like let's say back home, like the community that I'm from, and the need that existed, because I was quiet. People think that let's say the more recent fitna that happened, that that's like um, uh, when started. it started for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I came here, I had issues. Mm-hmm. Like not I actually issues had issues. Them. Yeah, like they had issues with me. You know, <laughs> yeah. they've had issues with me before I ever ever came here. And always like rumors, and, and, and I see how people are moving with me and stuff like that. So I actually, what people don't, I was very patient actually. I, it took me years before I ever said one word about anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe six, seven years of all of that happening and not saying anything. Knowing this person is slandering me behind my back, and then he's smiling in my face. Ah, I missed you. And I, I know, and I know, <laughs> you know, what's really happening. And I don't do anything. And I still continue to go to their gatherings, still mm-hmm. continue any lectures they have, whatever. So the time that I spoke, more you know was more i spoken on whatever i was on social media whatever 
was in the hudud of deen. Like I never defended myself. Mm-hmm. There's things that were said about me, uh, accused accuse, accuse of all kinds of things. I never defended myself in those things. But when it came to the deen or when it came to the manhaj or scholars. other people's scholars being oppressed, even brothers being oppressed, one of the things is not take a position against known Salafis, you know, yeah. brothers that we all know. This guy is this and that. Okay, is he Salafi? Yeah, he is. Okay, I don't want to hear it. Simple as that. And, see, and this is where I'm at with it. Like, if we're, I mean, we can all differ. Like, yeah. but if the person is Salafi, like, mm-hmm. we're not talking about differing amongst Ahl yeah. Bidah. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. not talking about differing amongst somebody who's clearly misguided for yeah. the Ikhwan or something like this. Yeah. We're talking about people who were different with people who follow the same scholars we follow. Exactly. Follow the same book that we follow. Exactly. Follow the same sunnah we follow. Exactly. So, why, Yani, I don't understand why I get to the head now where this person needs to be boycotted, et cetera. Because it's and that's one of the And that's one of the reasons that I, um, Honestly, I, I didn't mind even bringing you on because obviously mm-hmm. I know you're you're definitely outspoken. Mm-hmm. You're definitely a person who's going to make yeah. sure your opinion is heard. Yeah, but yeah. also, I don't I, I don't attribute myself to that type of methodology. I think yeah. we can have a dialogue and disagree. Yeah. And and I say it's not just for you, anybody. Yeah. Anybody who attributes yeah, yeah. himself to Sunnah, know that I'm willing to have a conversation. With yeah. you. Imagine someone says to you, someone that you has been a close friend of yours, mm-hmm. but then they start saying to you things like, "Why are you following Elias?" Mm. Or why this with Ilyas? Mm-hmm. And then that same person like maybe text you two, three years later be like, I have been patient you f- for a very long time. <laughs> okay, and, and now it's like, let's say the time to boycott you. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what he's saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And all of that, if you go back to it, it's like, why are you with Ilyas and Fulan and Fulan and Fulan? Yeah, yeah. And then when you say to them, I will drop Ilyas tomorrow. Yeah. I'll unfollow him on Twitter yeah. and I'll join you in your witch hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell me. What yes, Salafi or not Salafi? Yeah. Hizbi or not Hizbi? Mm-hmm. I want you to prove. Mm-hmm. Tell me where he has opposed Qalallahu mm-hmm. Qala Rasulu, the religion yeah. of Allah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he has gone against the aqidah to Salafi or the manhaj. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. And it's right. My, and that's my biggest issue. Like if even if okay, type, you could he can make a mistake. Mm-hmm. But just at least clarify yeah, yeah, with yeah, detail, yeah, yeah. with Quran and Sunnah. Because yeah. nobody's upon the sh- uh, above the Sharia. Of course. Nobody. Of course. So we, I have, we have no problem with just saying, Khalas, I'm done with him. Of However, course. if you haven't brought it to me, mm-hmm. that way I can even bring it to him. Yeah. Or you haven't talked to him directly yeah, with this yeah. Quran and Sunnah, sitting yeah. down, sitting mm-hmm. with Mashaikh, etc. Mm-hmm. Guess what the answer is? I'm sure you know yeah. what the answer is. Yeah. Well, Go on, tell me what the answer is. For what? Yani, why should I drop Ilyas and not be with him? Give me the proof. What yeah. is it? What, what's wrong with him? Oh, the brothers know, or it's known. He's not with the brothers. He's not with the brothers. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So what, that shows what more you. What, what, I mean, you remember those points? That I is mentioned. the definition of hisbiya. Exactly, You're telling definition. me yeah. to drop this guy because he's not with these guys. Yeah. So now, do I love and hate for the sake of Allah? For, but I need you. to start loving and hating people and yeah. having allegiance and disallegiance yeah. based on them being with the brothers. Mm-hmm. Between quote and quote. May Allah rectify our affairs, man. I hope yeah. that, um, I mean, I'm not calling anybody Salafi, I mean, uh, Hizbi. Mm-hmm. However, I get your point and I definitely yeah. agree. Like, I believe that this is a Hizbi tendency. Hizbiya, yeah. That we need to make sure that we we stay away from it because this is what yeah. our ulama warns us against. This is what Quran and Sunnah warns us against. So we all gotta, and we all make mistakes, but that's we all need to make sure we rectify our, our, yeah. our affairs and our mistakes and yeah. inshallah can bring about togetherness. Yeah. Akhi, we gotta stop there. I gotta go let's to work. Jazakumullah khair for coming, Akhi. Really, it was a nice conversation. Alhamdulillah, we went three hours, so you definitely holding a record now. Okay, so if the audience Mm-hmm. Appreciates, mashallah, our brother joining us mm. and all this hard work and the three hours and everything. <laughs> Here it goes. Make Here it goes. sure you comment, <laughs> you like, <laughs> subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> I know Zakalaki. you're too shy to ask, but we have to remind Zakalaki. the people. And in also, this channel. if you want to 
send people back to the actual lectures. Yeah, send it to me. I'll put uh, it in the Sunna description. Saga. I'll yeah, send yeah, it I'll to you. I'll put it in the description. You'll find in the description. There's a liberalism one and a feminism. Mumtaz. Allahu alam. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.